This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. All right, today is Wednesday, September 1st. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Masks will be required in all Pennsylvania public and private schools as well as child care facilities. Governor Tom Wolf announced Tuesday reversing course amid a statewide COVID-19 resurgence that is filling hospital beds just as students return to class. The Department of Health order, the Department of Health order will take effect Tuesday, September 7th, a week or more after the start of school in many districts and will require students, teachers, and staff to wear masks when inside, regardless of vaccination status. The order will not apply to student-athletes while they're playing uh, or any outdoor activities. The Pennsylvania School Board Association said that the decision on masking should have been left to local school officials, but that it would nevertheless remind school districts of their legal obligation related uh, to this. Governor Wolf took action after leaders of the House and Senate rejected his request to pass legislation requiring masks in classrooms. Pennsylvania is now averaging more than 3,200 new confirmed infections daily, 20 times the number of cases it was reporting on a typical day in early July. More than 1,700 people are hospitalized with COVID-19, up uh, up sevenfold since last month. Deaths have doubled in two weeks to about 20 per day. So now masks will be required in all schools and child care facilities. I saw a story this morning out of Georgia. There was a news crew that went to just do it, you know, like a, a day in the uh, in the hospital, and like within the first 15 minutes, two people died a nurse quit oh. and just all this stuff it's it's rearing its ugly head again and uh you know but the good news is i did see this morning is uh more people are starting to get vaccinated and that is surging upward in the uh acceptance of getting a vaccine so maybe that can head to uh, better days. Also, I'm over uh, Central Bucks being in the news with their screaming parents at their school oh, board yeah. meetings because they just last week they voted that masks were optional, right. and then that switched, and like parents were going nuts, and the the school board president uh, threatened to clear the room, and like it was just another disaster meeting. I'm like, I'm over them in the news. Oh joy. Governor Tom Wolf signed a proclamation of disaster emergency for Pennsylvania in anticipation of flash flooding, severe storms, and possible tornadoes from the remnants of Ida. This dangerous storm continues to have devastating impacts across the south as it heads towards Pennsylvania. We are expecting significant rainfall across the state. This proclamation will allow for our emergency preparedness teams to provide any support needed throughout the storm and its aftermath, said Governor Wolf. By late afternoon today, heavy downpours and thunderstorms are expected with severe weather, including tornadoes, as a possibility for areas south of the city. Flash flooding is also uh, likely north and west of the city. As the rainfalls uh, total, as for rainfall totals, uh, you're expected four to six inches across wow. the far western counties, two to four inches up and down the I-95 corridor, and then one to two inches for most of South Jersey and Delaware. I would have thought the storm would have stormed out a little bit, but that's some significant rainfall. Yeah. PennDOT is also warning motorists not to drive across roads covered with water because even shallow, swiftly flowing water can wash a car away off of the road. That's honestly why I stopped cutting across the Schuylkill River when I used to come in. (laughs) Because I just couldn't control the car. Instagram wants to know your birthday, and you'll have to hand it over eventually or else. The social media platform announced Monday that going forward, users will be required to submit their birthdays to the company, and noncompliance will mean that they won't be able to use the service. Instagram also says plans are in the works to catch people inputting fake birthdays, including using artificial intelligence to estimate how old people are based on things like happy birthday posts. Instagram claims that this is in the best interest of its users, noting that it allows us to create new safety 
safety features for young people and helps ensure we provide the right experiences to the right age group. But the platform also admits knowing users' birthdays also helps them show uh, show you more relevant ads. Preston, I understand they're doing a deal with Boston Dynamics. They're creating interrogation bots to come to your house and bitch slap you to find what your real birthday <laughs> is. <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, how is that going to work? What, are they going to sweat you at home? What if you're not a person? What if it's like an institution that uh, doesn't necessarily have a birthday? Uh, Expect a Boston Dynamics robot anymore. I mean, like uh, the Preston and Steve show account or the Phillies or whatever. I mean, there are birthdays, you know, but like, uh, you know, the origin is, you know, it's actually not a human birthday. You know, I I guess the administrator of the account has to put that information in. I suppose so, yeah. I don't know. Do you know what I saw? I saw, uh, and it's, you, you know, there's that Netflix um, special a series about uh, social media and all of this stuff and this, this sort of thing. Yeah. But uh, um, the, the, one of the guys who was in that was recently talking and he says the way eventually it's going to have to go if you want to handle all of this is you enter your actual name when you set up a Twitter account yeah. and you set up your actual contact information. Right, right. That, that, uh, that would maximize... You know, clarity to all yeah. of this. So, and it would also, I bet you, it would also stop a lot of people oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. from hitting it that would, send button. It wouldn't fix everything, it but it would definitely head in the right direction. Stop and think about it. Yeah. Years ago, when you used to post a comment or send a letter into the newspaper, uh-huh. it would be your information that you'd send, right? I mean, you, you there, there was a certain level of accountability. Yes. Now, there, I mean, and, and you talk about bots and things that operate in the ether that we don't, like Nick said, we don't even know if they're real. Is this, is this a, you know, a company posing as one person or whatever? Yeah. So I, I was thinking about that. I mean, yeah, that actually probably would take care of a good portion of it. Yeah, I'm all for you the know? transparency. Absolutely. I did have one of those weird things happen where uh, I was not on my phone, but I was talking to somebody about, uh, you know, the little like drink, um, little uh, what's like the, the koozie, but the metal yes, ones, it yeah, keeps it yeah, cold, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was talking about that, and they have them for um, smaller drinks, like the the uh, seltzers and stuff like that, mm-hmm. like the, the thinner, yeah. yeah, the the thinner ones. My wife uses them on the beach. Yeah, I love them; they're great, mm-hmm. and they they do keep the drink cold. Anyway, we were talking about uh, somebody who got new ones. I was like, wow, the new ones she got are so cool. <laughs> I opened my Instagram, and they were. Oh, in the just ad by on saying Instagram. It. I was like, how is that happening? That's I wasn't because... searching anything. No, like... it's because, listen, there's about 200 separate listening devices in my house <laughs> at any given time. I told, I was t- talking to you, Preston, about something that I'm not a big fan of recently with the Alexas is I'll see the notification light oh, at yeah. the top yeah, of the last... yellow. Oh, because I have it tied through to the, to the weather alerts. Yeah. And if a shipment arrives, now it's taken to... It's been six months since you ordered this. Do you what, uh, you want to reorder you, for you? Yeah. What? Leave me alone. Yeah, <laughs> Kathy, we have actually purposely had conversations about things that we to don't. See? We're like, hey, we need to get some bird food. Don't forget when uh, when you get to the pet store, you know, pick up the bird food for. And we don't have a bird, and you know. You, did it and come then up? Sh- sure as crap, yes. Well, bird we, food. So we had a Bluetooth speaker next to it. So then we're just, we were just dissecting it all sure. to see like what's listening. Right. And so we're like, maybe it was the Bluetooth speaker. And it can hear us. Mm. <laughs> it was so weird. You know, though. years ago, when my brother was active in the Secret Service, they could take a regular landline with a little little tinkering, turn it remotely into a listening device. You don't think now with actual... Yeah, of course. Yeah, come on. Yeah, they're, they're, they're all listening to yeah. us. All right, in sports this morning... <laughs> Sacks are yummy. Sacks are yummy. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> 
The Phillies beat the Nationals again, yeah, winning 12-6 to six last night Woo! in Washington. Bryce Harper hit a go-ahead single against his former team as part of a six-run, six-inning. Uh, Rafael Marchand. Andrew and Brad Miller hit two run what? Two run home runs and the Bills rallied for their fifth straight win. Everyone okay? Yeah, okay. just my, my touch screen's not working. I just had to right. make sure it worked <laughs> with the mouse. It was Duke's hazard night at the stadium. <laughs> yes. With the win, they moved to two and a half games behind the Braves in the National League East. The series wraps up tonight with Aaron Nola on the mound. Game time is at 7.05. The New England Patriots are releasing veteran Cam Newton. Rookie Mac Jones will be the team's starting quarterback. Newton started in Sunday's preseason game and played two series, all with the starters. Jones, who was the 15th overall pick out of Alabama, relieved him and played into the third quarter. Newton hasn't addressed reporters since the COVID-19 protocol misunderstanding led him to miss three practices last week. And the Sixers, uh, in Sixers news, according to multiple reports, Ben Simmons has let it be known that he wants out of Philadelphia. In a meeting with the Sixers last week in Los Angeles, Simmons told team co-managing partner Josh Harris, president of basketball operations Daryl Morey, general manager Elton Brand, and coach Doc Rivers that he no longer wants to remain a Sixer. Philadelphia Inquirer beat reporter and Sixers insider Keith Pompey wrote that the three t- three-time All-Star also does not intend to report to training camp. And that's what I have for you this morning. Hi, right, thanks, Kath. We welcome you to Wednesday morning. Uh, Wednesdays, we have a secret text word. Today, we're giving away a digital download of Quiet Place Part 2. And all you got to do is text word secret to 39333. And we send a word back to you. And then later on, you take that word, set it aside. We'll ask you to call in with it. Designated caller wins that uh, prize. And then we'll also grab a random text. We're also going to be giving away some movie passes today for Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. We have that screening tonight. So excited. At the UA King of Prussia. And that will be a 7 p.m. screen. And we also have a Fox Good Day appearance today. And we are going to have comedian uh, Cameron Esposito on the program. Uh, Cameron will be performing at Helium this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll talk to Cameron around nine o'clock. So awesome. What's going on? Yeah. Other than that, we got stuff to get to. Going to come back in a moment with a stupid question and the entertainment report. So, oh, I forgot. Today's September. <laughs> we danced until the first day of September. And I messed it up, so. You know what, though? Better late than never. The Tulsa Tones of Neil Diamond can cure any ill. It's the only day you're getting it, guys. Yeah, we're only doing it today. Because we can only take so much. Yes, exactly. (laughs) It was funny 10 years ago. All right, we are going to break. We'll come back in just a moment. Hang in there. Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, so the question we're going to pose to you for the stupid question, by the way, we're giving away a download of Snake Eyes, G.I. Joe Origins. Uh, who is uh, Sherlock Holmes' arch nemesis? <clears throat> Very well known. 215-263-WMMR. Who was Sherlock Holmes' arch nemesis in the books? 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to that. I 
We'll mention some birthdays, kill a little bit of time while we're waiting for your call to come in. It is uh, the first day of September. Uh, we'll start with one I didn't even see on my list here that Nick pulled up on IMDb. It's Zendaya's birthday. Ah. Is it Daya? It is Daya. Yeah, okay. I've heard her say it herself. I've said it wrong. I always said Zendaya. Yeah. I always say Mellencamp. Until she officially came, at, uh, said, you know, somebody asked her, how do you say it? And it's Zendaya. And it's spelled that way. D-A-Y-A or the last um, the last part of her name. So Zendaya. And uh, she's great. She's awesome. She's uh, in the Spider-Man series, and uh, she's awesome. And I believe she's she's actually dating Tom Holland. Uh, I hope yes. so. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> yeah. I love those guys. They're, they're a great. They're a great couple. There's yep. also a show uh, called Euphoria that was yes. on uh, HBO. Oh, right. Very I started, provocative, right? It, it is. Um, I actually had a really hard time watching it, and it's not because it was a bad show. It's just uh, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, and, and and she was the focus. Try a different chair. <laughs> Oh, I didn't mean physically. I'm oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she's also going to be in the Dune films that are coming out. She's going to be playing Chani, which is kind of the lead female character. Have you seen the extended trailers that yeah, are up now? Yeah. Uh, it looks quite good. Very excited. I, yeah. I reread that book like a year and a half ago. <laughs> That's right. Getting ready for the movie to come out. And you forgot most of it, right? I probably did. I'll remember when it comes that, down, but nonetheless, I'm looking forward to that. I remember, and it's one I would recommend to do for you if you do jump into the Dune world, there is a an encyclopedia of all the references, a separate book you can get as a point of reference because it is that rich a story. Yeah, you, once you start to get into the, the, the follow-up books, it yeah. starts getting really, really dense uh, as far as the, the amount of characters and stuff right. that's going on. Uh, so she's 25 today. Uh, Gloria Estefan. <laughs> She is celebrating her 64th birthday today. I love her. Always loved Gloria Stefan. Had a bit of a crush on her for a while in her heyday when she was popular, you know, in her in her uh, most uh, famous time, you know, when they were yeah. releasing hits. But she was in a really, really bad bus accident. She was, Broke yeah. Her back, yeah. Uh, messed her up pretty bad. When she, was that? That was probably 90s. 19, yeah, 91, 19, no, around 1990, actually. I think they had to put her head in an ice bucket and bring it to the hospital and reattach it. Yeah. Wow, that's how bad it was. Uh, so she's 64 today. Uh, Barry Gibbs, hey! hey. The great Barry Gibb of the Bee Gees. Yep, celebrates his 75th birthday today. Uh, this, listen, you know, we are massive Bee Gees fans. Yep. That uh, documentary that was on HBO, I watch it all the time. It's great. Uh, the whole genesis of the falsetto, all of that stuff is uh, revealed in the documentary. And one of the most poignant parts of it is at the end of the documentary, he's there Barry by himself and says he would have cashed in everything to have his brothers back. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So a happy 75th to the one and only Mr. Barry Gibb. Uh, So many hits. Just amazing music. Uh, It's also Lily Tomlin's birthday today. Lily. Lily. Uh, She is 82 years old. She's still with Jane Wagner, right? The writer-director. I don't know. I don't keep tabs on. Yeah, her, I think uh, they've been uh, that they've been a long love life. So basically, a lot of Lily Tomlin's comedy was written by her her wife. Oh, yeah. okay. I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, throughout the years, throughout the years. Nice. 
Uh, but, uh, yeah, she was always great. 82 years old today. Uh, it's Billy Blank's birthday today. Yeah. He invented Ty Bo. <laughs> he sure oh, did. Yeah. Remember the commercials? He's in a Geico commercial with Ty Bo. Yeah. And you know, now. you know what? I found out someone we know was a, uh, a Ty Bo instructor for a length of time. Really? Oh, I used to do it all. The, like, that was my workout of choice. Uh, my roommates in college, we used to do it upstairs on the third floor because it was a little bit warmer up there. And, yeah, we did all his videos. Well, we know an instructor. Who's Lou was a time. No, was he? Shut up. That is correct. Oh, yeah. my God. Who's Lou? He told me all about it when we played golf one day. What got him into Tai Bo? He was, martial, he was in martial arts. Oh, was uh, he? Yeah, yeah. Right. He's, he's, he's a bit of a badass. He's got Lou. a story for Dude, everything. Uh-huh. He does. <laughs> I had such a great time hanging out with him. So what what disciplines is he? Uh, uh, I want to say Krav Maga. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, Tai Bo, first of all. Is Tybo. that a discipline? <laughs> no, but he, uh, he'd have to tell you. I don't know. He, he showed me some. He sent me some. Uh, like old clippings of, of his uh, his Tybo instructor ad and stuff like wow. that. Wow. So, yeah. uh, so anyway, guy's amazing. Billy Blanks is 66. Also Dr. Phil's birthday today. That's right. Yep. <laughs> uh, he turned 71 years old today. What do you get Dr. Phil for his birthday? I would suggest six gerbils, two cats, a hamster, and a rabbit. That's all he wants. Uh, so Dr. Phil is oh, 71. Man. Uh, Padma uh, Padma Lakshmi, the yes. TV host, is uh, celebrating her 51st birthday. Quite attractive. Today. She is beautiful. She did a famous Carl's Jr. ad. You remember that? I do remember that. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, there were a series of uh, hotties that did that, like Paris Hilton and I forgot who else besides Padma uh, Her and Louis Anderson. Louis Anderson, okay. She's 51. And then the last birthday, uh, Boyd Holbrook. Oh, yeah. He's in Hatfields and McCoys okay. and Gone Girl. I was the first season of Narcos, and he was in um, Wolverine. And Logan. Oh, Lo- Logan, Logan. Logan, yes. Yeah, yeah. That's right. He plays, essentially, the bad guy yeah. in that. He's uh, a really good actor. Is he related oh. to Hal Holbrook? Uh, That's a no, good question. Because when I saw that name, I was like, I thought I was thinking Hal Holbrook. I think we literally looked this up last year, Casey, and yep. I don't I don't remember the answer, but I don't think so. Uh, he turns 40 years old today. All right, and there you go. Uh, your birthdays. Let's see if we can get an answer to the super question this morning. Uh, who is Sherlock Holmes' arch nemesis? 215-263-WMMR. And I will go to Matt on the phone line. Hey, Matt, good morning. Good morning, guys. Sorry to bother you guys at work. Okay. Now, listen, we got something for you. If you can tell me the correct answer, Sherlock Holmes' arch nemesis was? Professor Moriarty. You got it. Hang on, Matt. For you, a digital download of Snake Eyes G.I. Joe Origins. It's essentially a Sherlock Holmes movie. Yeah, it is. And what critics call the best G.I. Joe movie yet, the iconic hero Snake Eyes rises to become the ultimate warrior in the battle against Cobra. Buy it on digital today with all new special features, a bonus short film, and more. It's rated PG-13, and it is from Paramount Pictures. I want to see it. We're going to start with this story. Uh, Yunis Benjima. Uh, has leaked what he says is a DM from Scott Disick about their mutual ex, Courtney Kardashian. And the mean missive pokes fun at Kardashian's PDA-filled romance with Travis Barker. So he allegedly, Scott Disick, allegedly messaged Benjima, who is formerly Chloe's, or no, I'm sorry, uh, Courtney's boyfriend. He wrote, yo, this chick okay? Bro, like, what is this in the middle of Italy? And he sent alongside a picture of Kardashian and Barker making out on a boat. Bro. Benjima wrote back, don't matter to me as long as she's happy. P.S. I ain't your bro. 
Oh, snap. On wow. Instagram stories, he added more shade, writing, keep the same energy you had about me publicly, privately. Uh, Benjima then... Get my name out your mouth. Uh, followed up on his post, adding, couldn't miss this one. He'd been playing around for too long, tried to stay quiet and be the nice guy. Back to work now, 10 k.m. Mm, you know? Yo. Right? Bro. Bro. Bro, dude. And Barker seemed bro, to... Bro, res- they got streets there all flooded in crap. Barker seemed to respond himself, posting a laughing meme from Goodfellas and what many believe was a response to the leak. Uh-huh. Disick has publicly supported the couple, uh, telling Andy Cohen in June, I think if you really love somebody, right, you want them to be happy no matter what. So right. So do give her a blessing to be happy. So uh, this guy does not like Scott Disick, apparently. He's not his bro. And took the opportunity to leak this um, acrimony. There you go. This really, really um, ruins my perception of Scott Disick. Cut you to the core. Because he was really kind of an inspiration for me. Mm -hmm. He's selling (laughs) socks now. Wait, Scott Disick? He's, yeah. That's Rob Kardashian's thing. I know, so I think he's trying to uh, corner some of that market. But uh, he's got this one sock on his Instagram stories that is marketed as a quote-unquote vertical sock. Okay. It goes up your leg. Oh, well, instead the, of laterally. Yes. Yeah. You know, instead of like a scuba fins. Vertical socks. Uh-huh. Is it vertical the, socks. Is it the sock that goes vertical or the writing on the sock that goes vertical? <laughs> That's a good question. The I writing, writing says, on the does he know what vertical means? I don't know, but the writing says talentless. Yeah, yeah that's on, exactly right. On the side of the sock. Yeah, yeah, yeah talentless, talentless is perfect. Uh, I just thought that was so silly and stupid Bro. that it would be fun to lead with. Bro. <laughs> Did you see, so they're all in Italy for the, there was the Dolce & Gabbana, uh, whatever the hell it is, the, the big fashion week going on. Did you see they had this whole presentation that was interrupted by a hailstorm? No. So they're all out there. Hail starts running? Going, yes. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, that's hilarious. Wow. All right. Uh, anyway, moving on to other things in the entertainment report. Mike Richards is out as executive producer of Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune after controversies, uh, resurf- and over resurfaced comments that he made and multiple discrimination lawsuits against him emerged. Uh, the controversies emerged after he was named as the new host of Jeopardy and they never relented. Uh, Suzanne Preet, the executive vice president of business and strategy for the two shows, announced the news in a letter sent to staff on Tuesday, noting that Richard's exit is effective immediately. Uh, She had said we had hoped uh, that when Mike stepped down from the host position at Jeopardy, it would have minimized the disruption and internal difficulties we have all experienced these last few weeks. And that clearly has not happened in one 2010 suit. Uh, Richards, who served as the Price is Right executive producer, a model named Brandy Cochran, alleged Richards had a hostile reaction when she became pregnant. Uh, the case was settled in 2016. Uh, Mayim Bialik is set to host the daytime show temporarily and will continue to host Jeopardy primetime as previously announced. The daytime show. Uh, they have a daytime show? Well, I guess they considered Jeopardy the daytime version. Like uh, the one that we watch now because in some markets it does air. Oh. Earlier? Well, no, okay. no, because primetime doesn't start until 8 o'clock. That's right. So anything leading up to would 8 be o'clock considered... would be daytime. Right. Okay. Uh, Jeopardy's 38th season premieres on September 13th, by the way. Uh, new couple alert. Oh! Kristen Cavallari is reportedly dating country singer Chase Rice a year oh, out of her split from husband Jay Cutler. That's not his real name, right? That's like, that's just a, a made-up country Chase name. Rice? Yeah. His name is Myron Frump. <laughs> uh, I don't know. She was just in the Hamptons with uh, Brittany. They were in the Hamptons in Manhattan promoting yeah. the uh, beauty line now or the skincare line. Uh, the, they're, 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 the company's tearing it up. 
Uh, so Kristen and Chase have uh, reportedly been dating for two months, but are pretty low key and casual so far per TMZ. By low key, do you mean that they wear hats with huge horns on them? Yeah, low key. <laughs> Uh, still, some say their connection is heating up. Cutler, meanwhile, recently shared that dating is hard as help, he said. Huh? Me, uh, I don't know what that means. Hard as hell. Oh, he came hard, hard, hard as hell. hell. Yeah. H-E double toothpicks. Uh, meeting people is hard. I think finding out what people really want from you. I it's think, a Fargan nightmare. He said that's probably an issue. <laughs> so I don't know, man. But uh, they're reportedly together. So By the way, Britney's posts of her baby bump are oh, it's ridiculous. They're laughable. There's I, no bump. There's no bump. I wish my stomach looked like that right now. There, women would kill to look the way Britney looks pregnant. <laughs> She's oh. like, oh, baby bump. I'm like, there's, there's nothing. There's a bump. What are you there's talking nothing. about? By the way, this is our friend Brittany. This is not like Britney Spears or anything. No, like no, no. That, so. Yeah, former calendar girl, and now yep. just tearing it up with uncommon James. Uh, this is terrible news. The death of Matthew Mindler, the young child star known from the film Our Idiot Brother, was ruled a suicide. Horrible. By Lancaster County uh, Coroner's Office. Uh, the 19-year-old actor was found dead on Saturday after being reported missing from his university. On Monday, the coroner's office revealed, re- ruled his incident a death by suicide. Uh, his college, Millersville University, has not yet issued an update. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Mindler was reported missing on Wednesday evening after not returning to his room or returning phone calls from his family. He was last seen walking from his residence hall toward a parking lot area Tuesday night. A search conducted by law enforcement agencies and university police concluded when Mindler was found deceased in Manor Township on Saturday. Uh, While the manner of the death was deemed a suicide, the official cause was not yet disclosed. Uh, So they're still going to do an autopsy uh, and try and find out toxicology and all that. They said that uh, friends had said he had been uh, suffering from anxiety attacks recently. And uh, he had not been, obviously, in a good way. So this is horrible. It is terrible. Hey, um, was there any details on when Trevor Moore passed away when we were uh, on vacation? And it was only described as as an accident. Right. They didn't say what kind of an accident. I never saw anything further on a case. That's a good question. Okay. Not really sure. By the way, uh, September is Suicide Prevention Month. Uh, So uh, there's uh, a lot of great resources out there. If you're having a hard time, there are a lot of ways to get some help. And uh, all you have to do is ask. Absolutely. All right. Uh, speaking of Britney, Britney Spears and her new attorney say that her father is trying to get about $2 million in payments before stepping down oh from the God. conservatorship that controls her life and money, a move they liken to extortion. Her father's a, a reprehensible ogre. In a court go, ruling uh, on Tuesday, in a court filing on Tuesday. Uh, the document filed by the lawyer, Matthew Rosengard, says the upcoming scheduled accounting of the conservatorship, which James Spears says he wants completed before he steps down, will mean significant payments for him. Uh, the filing says Britney Spears will not be extorted. Mr. Spears' blatant attempt to barter suspension and removal in exchange for approximately $2 million in payments on top of the millions already reaped from Ms. Spears' estate by Mr. Spears and his associates is a non-starter. Harumph. A representative for James Spears did not immediately respond to a request for comment. They're so. taking a bold legal step here, Preston. Her lawyer is actually recommending she post more topless shots on Instagram <laughs> to help bolster her case. He has his reasons. Yeah. So. Um, Rose McGowan has slammed Oprah Winfrey in a new tweet claiming she's, quote, as fake as they come. Uh, The Charmed alum wrote that she's happy people are seeing the ugly truth about the billionaire media maven regarding her former friendship with convicted rapist Harvey Weinstein and accused rapist Russell Simmons. 
I don't really know anything more than that. So I read about this story, and apparently uh, Oprah was working on a documentary, uh, or her channel was, uh, exposing Russell Simmons, or at least Russell Simmons came up as part of it. It was part of the Me Too movement, and they were doing this documentary on it. And Oprah apparently walked away from it once Russell Simmons became a large part of what this documentary is going to be. Okay. I don't know if that's the case. I don't know if that was her impetus, but that's what Rose McGowan is claiming. Okay. So that's the uh, that's right. the deal on that. Hey, Ashley Judd is back on her feet after shattering her right leg in the Congo. Oh, you remember this. It was yeah. horrible. On Tuesday, the 53-year-old actress shared photos from a trip to Fenway Park uh, where she watched a Red Sox game sans crutches. Uh, she wrote, here I am inside the green monster where I was stunned to see scratches on the wall where someone kept track of Ted Williams' home run. So very cool. You know, it was cool at the game, Preston, too. She brought the meerkats who carried her out of the jungle. Oh, that was nice. Yeah. Uh, she wrote, thank you, Red Sox, for helping us make some very special family memories. Have so, you ever been to uh, Fenway? I have been there. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. You can yeah. get a tour of the green monster, and uh, I don't know exactly how you go about doing it, but uh, it's, I think... The last hand-operated uh, um, scoreboard in Major League Baseball. Okay. They, there's literally somebody behind there that changes uh, the numbers when when the score changes. I actually we we bribed our way in. My Did wife you? And I. Yeah. So we were. We That's were one in, way. Yeah, we were in Boston, uh, and we there was a game, and it was sold out, and we just wanted to go in and just be in Fenway. Yeah. Like, and watch the whole yeah. game. Uh, so we went to a back exit, and there was a guy working the door. I'm <laughs> like, I'm like, dude, if I give you fifty bucks. Yeah. You know, and it was like, it was already like the sixth inning or something like yeah. that. We just want to come in. That's yeah. great. And he's like, come back in five minutes. <laughs> so we did. And we and we went in, grabbed a beer, watched an inning, yeah. left. And that was yeah. it. So I've been to Fenway. That's fantastic. Cool. It's yeah. worth it. Yeah. Um. So this is wild, man. Dwayne Johnson has a twin in the police force. <laughs> Uh, a guy named Patrol Lieutenant Eric Fields, and when I tell you, yeah, no, this is not. He is identical, uh, like like he is dude, a, a like, bodybuilder. You see some people, yeah. and you go, "Hey, they they look a lot like that person." Uh huh. It's like they were separated at birth. Oh, so I've it, never seen anything I quite was, like. I this. was looking at the picture side by side, and I was picking the wrong person as Dwayne yeah. Johnson. This okay. is the, the, yeah. we're looking at the photos now. That's no, two different no. people. That's yeah. two different people. The it, guy to the left is the cop that we see yeah. here in the studio, and they Dwayne have Johnson. to be related. Isn't yeah. that outrageous? That's what's bizarre. crazy. Is I mean, if so, if you, be. I mean, honestly, it was the tattoos on the rock. I was like, okay, well, that one's the rock. Well, see the guy with the shirt off. The, the cop has similar tribal tattoos just on the other side. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, he is with the Morgan County Sheriff's Department in Alabama. He's become internet famous due to his resemblance to The Rock. Uh, he tweeted out comparison shots, writing, Guy on the left is way cooler. This is the uh, uh, Dwayne Johnson doing this. Stay safe, brother, and thank you for your service. He said, one day we'll drink uh, Terramana. I don't know what that is. It's a liquid tiramisu. Uh, no, I assume it's a, oh. it's an alcohol that he is a, right. a part of. He owns, right? He's marketing <laughs> yeah. his own booze. He said, and I need to hear all of your rock stories because I know you got them. Uh, hashtag Eric Fields. So that, we is a, that is his name. So it is uncanny, mm-hmm. uh, the resemblance that this guy has I to mean, Dwayne Johnson. I would go get some sort of uh, DNA testing done. To, yeah. There has to be some sort of relationship. Well, this guy's not even, the guy, the, the police officer's not, has no Samoan, you know, uh, lineage. Lineage. Or so he you thinks. Know, or maybe, 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 <laughs> Kathy, they were know. twins. They were separated. They The, the mother floated them down the river in wicker baskets. <laughs> 
It is just out. If you if you have a moment to uh, yeah. uh, to search that, man, there are worse people to look like, right? Check it out. Uh, Dennis Rodman's two days spent in Las Vegas during the Chicago Bulls' 1998 postseason, which was highlighted in The Last Dance, is now being turned into a movie of its own. No kidding. <laughs> it's a hell of a story. The film will be titled 48 Hours in Vegas, and Rodman is set to be an executive producer. Uh, the Lionsgate film will uh, will go will be based on Rodman's experience and the friendship that he made with his assistant, according to Rolling Stone, during that trip that took place in the middle of the NBA Finals. Um, apparently, uh, it's no secret that Rodman's time in Vegas has enough twists to make it a good movie. Bulls head coach Phil Jackson allowed Rodman to take a break in the middle of the NBA Finals, um, and notably in the Last Dance, Michael Jordan explained that he was not on board. With Jackson's decision to allow Rodman to uh, to make the trip, uh, famously Rodman did not come back in the time frame that he told the Bulls that he would, which caused both Jackson and Jordan to go to Vegas and retrieve him themselves. <laughs> Rodman's time in Vegas was brought up in two episodes of The Last Dance. It's a really fascinating story. There's probably more than enough material to make a movie out of it. Casey, I know you saw it too. Is that the part in the movie where in the in the Last Dance where? I didn't um, watch it. Oh, you didn't. Okay, because no, there's no a idea. there's a scene where. Uh, Carmen Electra is hiding in the <laughs> bed, and she and Dennis Rodman were dating at the time, and, and Jordan's all pissed off, so he comes in to yell at Dennis Rodman, and Carmen Electra pulls the sheets over her because she doesn't want to get yelled at by Michael Jordan as oh, well. That's wow. funny. Yeah. Uh, I didn't see it either. I heard it's great. It's and really I just well never did. Check it's it long. Out. Yeah, and it, but it came out at the right time. It came out at the part the part of the pandemic where there were no sports happening last year. Right, so it came out in like April or May, and nobody knew what the hell was going on in the sports world. So they released this, uh, and it's obviously about um, you know uh, the the run that the Bulls made in the '90s, and there are a lot of interesting characters on that team, and a really dominant team on top of it. Oh yeah, most definitely. So they're they're, they're going to make a movie about his weekend in Vegas. Uh, Elliot Page is set to create, uh, quote, compelling and authentic stories with UCP, which is a division of Universal Studios Group. Uh, he said, I've always had great experiences working with UCP. Uh, Beatrice Springborn and the rest of the leadership team support my desire to tell compelling and authentic stories from historically marginalized perspectives, stories that are desperately needed at this moment in time. Uh, I am honored to continue my relationship with UCP in this capacity, and I can't wait to get to work. Her first project is a reboot of Small Wonder. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see here. Maybe not such a bully. The two Buckingham staffers who accused Meghan Markle of bullying them have reportedly rescinded their claims. Ah. Uh, in the epilogue to their updated biography, Finding Freedom, Omid Scobie and <laughs> Carolyn Duran wrote that upon discovery of a formal complaint by the Duke and Duchess of Sussex former communication secretary, Jason Nauf. The two of the individuals mentioned in the email asked for any allegations made to HR about their experiences with Meghan to be rescinded. Uh, Nauf originally reported the bullying allegations in 2018 in a Times report published just days before Prince Harry and Meghan's blockbuster interview with Oprah Winfrey. This is Ralph Nauf. <laughs> um, I still got it. <laughs> I still possess it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, according to the this HR... This is Lord Pottington. Uh, the, HR, <laughs> the HR complaint redacted the employee's name and said, I'm very concerned that the Duchess was able to bully two PAs out of the household in the past year. The treatment of X, the name was redacted, was totally unacceptable. The Duchess seems intent on always having someone in her sights, now reported, they added... 
Uh, she is bullying Y and seeking to determine her confidence. Y is another redacted name. The Duke of Funsington. Uh, we have had report after report from people who have witnessed unacceptable behavior towards this person. But the Times report did not include the information that staff backpedaled their claims. So, so, Arthur, so, Arthur of Fonsington? <laughs> yeah, Arthur of Fonsington. Uh, I watched an episode last night uh, on MeTV of Happy Days. It was at the ass end when there was <clears throat> just barely any original cast members right. hanging on. It was the episode, I guess, after a point, and I forgot this point in the series, where Ralph Malf apparently joined the army and left the series. Do you remember I that? I remember that. No. no. So they're like, okay. No. I just remember his dad was an optometrist. That's right. Uh, let's see here. At the DC Fandome uh, on October 16th, Warner Brothers Pictures is set to release six DC films, including a new trailer for The Batman. Cannot wait! As well as looks at Dwayne Johnson's Black Adam, uh, The Flash, and DC League of Super Pets. And behind-the-scenes looks at Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom and Shazam! Fury of the Gods. Some good stuff there. Uh, so Warner Brothers Television will also offer looks at the new seasons of Batwoman, The Flash, Superman and Lois, and Sweet Tooth as well. So of all those, uh, Superman and Lois, uh, is, I think, is a really solid show so far. What happens is there's just so many... Yeah. Going on at the same time with very similar plot lines. They're all sort of, you know, genetically related. Yeah. And uh, it, it becomes like, okay, I'm, I'm, it's, it's wearing me out. But the Superman series is really good. Uh, and then finally, uh, The Croods, Family Tree, will premiere on Hulu and Peacock on September 23rd. It was the number one movie in the country for like yeah, right. nine it was. months. Uh, Star Wars actress Kelly Marie Tram returns as the voice of Dawn with Amy Landecker as Uga. Uh, Kiff Vanderhovel as Grug. Wow, the biggies. Allie Dixon as Eep. Yeah, I don't know any Orphan. of these names. Uh-uh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I, I don't know any Was it Nicolas Cage in the original? Yeah. Yeah, yeah and so was... Um, Emma Stone. Emma Stone. I think Ryan Reynolds, too, right? All right, so okay. where are they? I think I they're in this one as well. I think. Are they? Yeah, yeah. Uh, or is this the TV? Is there a second? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a, the TV one. This oh. is not the one that was in the theater. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Therein lies the confusion. Yeah. So, gotcha. Well, that's coming to Hulu and Peacock on September 23rd. All right, we're ready for clips now. Uh, the Netflix limited series Clickbait examines what can happen when our dark impulses are fueled by social media. Here, Adrian Grenier talks about how the show's style of storytelling shifts the blame between characters. I really look at it as there's the who did the thing, but then who also contributed. And in many ways, everybody's complicit. You know, this is like a, a telling of the victim hero triangle. You know, everybody's both a victim and a hero and a villain. Shut up, dummy. <laughs> Anybody watching this I yet? did. I watched the first episode. Um, yeah, what you think? I enjoyed it. And so uh, the thing is, I started watching it, and then my son came in as, uh, you know, it was playing. And so he's into it now, so I can't watch it unless Without I'm watching him. it with him. So. I think uh, Adrian Grenier, right? That's how it's pronounced? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Name? I think, Preston, you'll agree with this. His finest screen moment is the grilled cheese sandwich he makes and the Devil Wears Prada. Yes. Yeah. It's it, made with it, the Arlsberg cheese. <laughs> oh. Uh, Clickbait is streaming now on uh, Netflix. Next clip. Uh, the antics of former Harvard professor Jack Griffin continue in AP Bio Season 4. Uh, in this clip, Glenn Howerton discusses the lighter elements that the show brings to television. Yeah, I also think that one of the keys 
to the show that makes it a little different is it, it it's not a bunch. I think, you know, with the golden age of television, things just got so dark and, you know, humor, everything got dark. You know, we were, we were like finally able to explore the really, really dark regions of, uh, you know, the human psyche and the world. This show is not that. Yeah! AP bio season four streams on Peacock tomorrow. The show is good. And, and, um, Initially, after the first season, it looked like they weren't going to renew it, and now we're into the fourth season, so they kind of slalom through that. Can we reach out to to Glenn see if we can sure. get him on? I'd I'd love to talk to Glenn. He's one of the nicest guys, man. Let's see what he's doing later today. And in, right. in the bloopers, man, in the outtakes, oh my god, he's got some of the dead. He makes Charlie crack up. Oh really? Like crazy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And to make Charlie laugh, you got to mm-hmm. be funny. <laughs> There's man. a scene from one of the episodes where he's he slept with a girl who might have been <laughs> just underage. I know exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> And it, it, just his facial, and, and Charlie's just sitting there, and you see the smile start to break on his face. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell when you watch those bloopers, Steve, that yeah. they, these guys have just been friends for a long time, oh my God. and they know how to make each other's laugh. And they each respect other each other. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. All right, and that's the Entertainment Report. Let's take a break. We got stuff to do, people on the show, and more. We'll tell you about it all when we return. Stay put. HD. It ain't just for your TV anymore. Use your HD radio to hear the best sounding MMR there is. Plus, enjoy MMR HD 2, the MM Archives channel. Everything that rocks never sounded so good. By the way, just a few moments ago, uh, visibility was very low yes. in Bella Kenwood, where we are. I was looking out the window, and there were, you know, uh, rain in the area. And now it seems to have kind of dissipated for a bit, so I, I wonder if we're going to see rain coming in like these bands yes. type of thing, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think you're right. I was thinking the same thing because it's, it's so the, the, the bulk of this is going to be hitting, what, around 3 o'clock? Uh, yeah, so it's it's starting now and then things are going to kind of clear up and then around 1, some more rain coming in, then 2, getting a little bit heavier and so on and then through the night until about 2 a.m., I think, all right, uh, all right. Uh, is when it'll go into a, maybe tomorrow morning, I don't know. But the severe t- stuff is is later, like the tornadoes and stuff that they're talking about, that's going to be later on today. Okay. All right. I, uh, I left my breakfast out in my car, so I had to go out and get it during on my it? commercial break. What's that? Did you say on your car? In, in it. Oh, in, oh. in it. Um, and so I had to go out. I had no idea that it was pouring out, so I get out to the front doors. I'm like, "Oh God damn it!" And I had to, I just, I, I had to take my sandals off because the sandals you can't get all wet. So I had to run across the uh, uh, parking lot all barefoot and get my stuff. Well, yeah, I, I forgot to. I for, as I was coming in this morning, I'm like, "You dumbass! You forgot to bring an umbrella with you because I'm going to need it later on." Going out to the car, yeah. Because when it's coming down and you're, you know, you've got, you know, I've got like 100, 120 yards or whatever to where my car is, and I'm like. And I've been out there before, and it's mm-hmm. boring, and I'm like, all right, dude, here we go. When it's raining <laughs> it like today and windy, wet. I walk out like Scott Stapp in a Creed video with my arms <laughs> spread out, and the rain pour on me. Just, let yeah. it, just take it all in. Wait, Casey, why did you have to take your sandals off? Um, because then they get all, like, um... Funky. Slimy. What kind of and sandals you have on? They're Burks. Oh. They're my old Burks, because my new Burks, uh, uh, I still haven't taken the gum Burke. off the bottom. Burke. Um, I you always wear Crocs. Crocs would be perfect today. I don't always wear Crocs. <laughs> you were wearing Crocs for the longest time. No, no, I had Crocs, and I wore them for a little bit. But uh, no, I, I've been a Birkenstock guy for God, right. a long time, long, right. long time. Um, but uh, no, Kath, when they get all wet, like your your feet get all slippery and slimy in them. 
Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Well, anyhow, <laughs> uh, if you are if you're headed out today, keep that in mind. And there's going to be uh, flash flooding uh, later on, mainly north and west, but it could affect. Um, you know, the uh, uh, rivers and creeks and yes. so on, even cricks. Even cricks. <laughs> yes, even cricks. <laughs> Which is a type of creek. And uh, we also have a potential tornadic activity, so it's going to be a, a nasty day. But we're looking at a pretty decent weekend weather-wise, so from what I understand. That's always like, like a, a nice volcano eruption, Preston. Might take out a few villages, yep. right. but it will always provide good skiing the following winter. Uh, <laughs> yeah. you got to think about that. Hey, um, I'm going to switch gears. I admit, I, there's yes. something I was going to bring up, but I've, I've, I've changed my mind. Because it's called an auto. This week is uh, the first week of school for a lot of kids. Yes. And I did see this article, uh, and it was essentially encouraging phrases to say to your child on their first day of school. So so words that you can encourage your child with. Yes, exactly. To help Don't them, embarrass me. <laughs> uh, whatever you do, don't embarrass me. No, and I'm, so... I'm a, I'm a public figure. I'm on the radio. The first one on this list... I have a little bit of an issue with, and this is me being nitpicky, okay? All right. You hear this phrase, it's a bit of a cliche. All right. But it's essentially, you can do anything you set your mind to. You can do anything you want to. You have a problem with that? Yeah, you know why? Because you can't turn lead into gold. You can't, you know what, there are some things you you? just can't do. Is it possible? You can't do anything. Anything you can't, you can't I, I agree fly. with you. Yeah, can you, you? You can't point at someone and have them explode. Well, also, I mean, I think they mean within reason. I think they mean within what's attainable. Yeah, what's actually attainable. In exactly, life. exactly. So if you explain it that way, I think that's cool. And most times, if they're saying it on the first day of school, that's what they mean. They don't mean jump I'm, off the, the roof of the building. No, I understand. Don't think, think without limitations, I think, is with, within reason. But you know what? On that, on that pointing at people and exploding, I, I would like to have that ability. Right? Yeah. Okay. I might work towards that. You're going to set your mind to it? Remember the app that allowed you to do that? Yes. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Make people blow up. Uh, no, but they said it, the, in this article... Um, it says that, uh, you know, it sounds cliche, but every child needs to hear this not only on the first day of school, but throughout the school year. Yes. Saying these words are the first step in teaching your kids about perseverance and work ethic. I um, So my son just started high school for uh, this week and uh, as a freshman. And m- my uh, words of encouragement were a little bit more, I think, practical. I said, Seamus... Most of the people graduate high school, so uh, you should have no problems getting through. <laughs> you, know, I was, you know what I mean? Like, here's the deal. Like, I know that you're nervous about the workload and, and all that sort of stuff, but, like, pretty much everybody graduates high school. You so you're, you're you'll, probably you'll be able to coast through. Yeah. You'll yeah, be yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, just do the bare yeah. minimum. You'll I mean, make it. I didn't Convicts. say that. I, I did yeah. not say that, but I said. Convicts can graduate high school. There's nothing wrong with underachieving, son. <laughs> yeah. I didn't say to underachieve. I just Uh-oh. said Don't you can do yourself. this. You can do this. No, no. I mean, yeah. listen, do you... It's a thing I always say to people uh, when I was. I remember, I remember this clearly when I was in elementary school. All right, you can do it now because they're not going to put up with this in junior high, mm-hmm. and they did. Yeah, and then uh, they're not going to put up with this in high school, and it was always that same sort of thing. As opposed to, <clears throat> I always responded better to the possibility as opposed to, uh, 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 you know. I my my concerns are always with uh, not necessarily the education part of it. Uh, the social aspect of right, it. Right, feeling and, awkward. And, yeah, and the potential for things to go bad. Right. And so uh, so that's what I kind of focus on when I try to give my My words of encouragement are very good. Right. I try, but I'm just not... <laughs> 
I'm not as good as like Casey is. Well, um, I mean, and, and not is there some example. of the improv that you've been come to known as? Known as. Yes. I think that works. Um, the other, you know, the the second part of that uh, words of encouragement is that, and essentially what I'm saying is, uh, you know, to anybody entering a new school like freshman year of yeah. high school, like. You have to understand that, like, you might be nervous, but, like, so is everybody else, right? Everybody else is in the same exact situation that you're in. They're, you're entering a new school. Except for the popular in, people. They're pretty confident. I mean, the people that are, like, I bet you they're not. incredibly good-looking. I bet yeah. you they're not. No, there's a lot of pressure for popular, good No, there is. Did, did we learn nothing from the rom-coms of the uh, teenage <laughs> comedies from the, of the 90s? Do you know She's all that and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, everyone had their issues, Preston. <laughs> yes. She's even that ear. Uh, <laughs> yeah. do, do you know anybody that reinvented themselves Upon entering high school, I, I have one friend Ooh. that did, and it was pretty remarkable. And and case like to your point, like, I mean, completely altered their persona. And yeah, he was shy. He was. In, we were talking about introverts versus right. extroverts yesterday, and he was a complete introvert in middle school. And and a ninth grade, he made a decision, an active decision over that summer. I'm going to be Mr. Peanut. Well, no, to to be outgoing, to be um, you know, just a, a, a really. He wanted to be a popular kid, and he found a way to do it that was not. Phony, you know, that was not off-putting, and it mm. really changed his That's entire. Social, it, well, well yeah. it was impressive too, and it, like uh, I don't know, he, he became much more popular with the ladies. It was it was a cool thing to see somebody go through. Well, you know, one of the things that would happen, and it was always the the the, the onset of puberty and returning to school. Yeah. And so, you know yeah. that 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 can that can set you down a new path. I remember that happening often. I do remember a kid who was pressed in the classic. Picked upon uh, bookwormish kind of guy who actually got into bodybuilding. Yeah. And I'm sure he was juicing. But he came in from what? He left Woody Allen and came back John Cena. Wow. And it was it was wild. And, and, and you know, everything changed for, for that guy. He went from geek to chic. Yeah, basically. <laughs> he lost to zero and got with the hero. Oh, my God. Um, so, you know what? I wouldn't mind hearing... Uh, Nick, that's an interesting concept of reinventing yourself of somebody who successfully did that. And and are you actually being genuine? Are you being it took who, effort. who you are yeah. though, or are you changing who you are? And Steve to reinvent yourself. He he had uh blossomed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He had hit puberty and uh he, he was one of the first people I ever knew to have sex with a Oh, no kidding. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That was such a Freudian stumble there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I never know when... That was not my experience. Don't let them know. <laughs> I never know when Steve's going to drop a uh, Steve bomb you, you, in there. No, you have to... Do those, if you're you're listening at home, understand the, 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 the plight of everyone in this room who has to put up with me in the room, yeah. knowing that any pause of any significance will be filled in automatically. You're lightning fast, and so, and then when when I, when the, the, the letter X is ended in the word sex, yeah. I know that I have to add with a woman. With a woman. With a woman. With a girl. A female. Female species. So, so I did it then, but then I got tripped up on, on the, the word woman. Right, right. Oh. Uh, when you talk about reinvention yourself here's the deal like you are who you say you are not who others say you are you know what i mean so so this person this friend of yours who reinvented himself like that's who he always was you know inside I or, you know what I mean? like you know i mean if, if you like you you said he was authentic to himself but, but sometimes sometimes people put on airs sometimes people try to be something that they're not i just gave you a quote from the movie can't buy me love there you go ronald 
reinvented himself, but he wasn't quite being that genuine. Right. There you go. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. can you fake it until you make it? Because I, right. I think that this what, that's what this kid kind of did. Like he was like, I'm going to put this persona out there until everybody understands that this is who I am now. You know, I never. So when I first went to school at uh, Cedar Road Elementary School, it was my first school. And uh, it was uh, it was very. Cl- I kept getting sent to different schools because because they kept setting the boundaries of the different school districts and resetting them. So mm-hmm. it's kind of always the new kid. But I mean, in a, in a bizarre way, um, you know, I, I had multiple opportunities to sort of reinvent myself with each school that I went to. You know, and it's, did you ever? I went from very gregarious and popular uh, to. Um, Sort of the class clown mm. to the more introverted, and I, I had I ran the whole gamut. There's a bunch of different iterations. Yes, yeah. Uh, real quick, a couple of before I go to calls and some of these texts, uh, I, I do want to uh, forward some of these bits of advice they say are a good idea to give right. your kids in the first day of school. So you know you can do anything that you set your mind to. Um, you don't have to be the best at everything. You just need to try your best. Oh, pre- good positive suggestions. Pretend you're the best. Uh, it's about the journey, not just the destination. That's true. Uh, this is an important one. Treat others how you would like to be yeah, treated. That's a classic. Um, don't let your peers' actions affect how you feel about yourself. There's a lot of heavy stuff throughout a kid. Uh-huh. Uh, every mistake is a lesson. Use QuickBooks. This one is, <laughs> this one's important. I believe in you and I support you. Oh, so but your mom maybe not so much, right? Well, so that's another thing that uh, that we're trying to hammer home uh, to our children, especially we were having this conversation with my son yesterday or the day before, because he wasn't listening to our advice, and uh, and we said, dude. We're on your team. Like, there there are only two people in this world that you can 100% count on that are going to have your back and only want the best for you, and that is your mother and father, okay? So... Whoever they are. Whoever they are, you know, (laughs) but we're going to act as your parents for for the time being until maybe they come back out of hiding or whatever it is. Uh, But, you know, so when we give you advice, we're not just talking out our asses right now. We're not just talking to hear our our, our voices. Like, you know, here, please just listen to us. But you know that, you know... I know. It's a, it, again, remember where you were as a kid. And if, he, if you got that talk, it'd be nice. And hopefully it would resonate a little bit. But the, the insecurities of, of a kid in school yeah. are robust. And they can throw you off. I understand that. And, but and, like, and it's, it's not, easier to embrace mantras as you get a couple of years under your lip. Right. It, but it's not always what you say. And it is how you say it. So, you know, I'm going to continue to try. Right. And I can tell when I'm just being tuned out. And right. then I can also <laughs> tell him, like, is he, is he actually listening to what which, I'm saying? Which is why it's important to reinforce that message. Yeah. You know, that we're doing this because we love you and we want what's best for you. We don't want you to be happy. Here are some steps in order to get to that level. Yeah. Here's some uh, text um, about uh, transforming yourself and so on. This is, says, Nick, a goth girl in junior high, completely 180 to a girl that strictly went rap. Name brand clothing and Timberland mm. boots and all that. Uh, here's another one that says, uh, being popular was way overrated. I wish that I would have not talked to anybody and aced all my classes in order to give me a jump start on life. Uh, somebody said, when I went to college, I started using my middle name instead of my first name. So it kind of reinvented in that regard. Oh, yeah. My, my, a good friend of mine growing up did exa- hated his first name. What was it? Rocco. Oh, okay. And his middle name was Nicholas. So he went with Nick. Uh, this says, does giving up on being popular, giving up on being popular count as a transformation? Because that's what I did. Uh, another one says, this conversation also leads to trans youth coming out and starting fresh as a freshman. And I've seen this both as a student and now as a high school teacher. Let me ask you something. Laura. So, um, 
the thing, those moments, though, if I had have gone down the path of, you know, uh, pop, ultra popular and 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 like you know, and and, and they, the uh, the top, you know, percentage of popular kids at a school, mm-hmm. I don't think I would have developed abilities to accommodate not being that right. and and uh so would i be the person that i am without those life experiences i don't think so no and I think, so i think i might have you know phoned a lot of stuff in well that's why like what Preston was saying with that first thing you can do anything you set your mind to like, right no you can't you know what i mean like and, and i knew my place in high school like you know i got in freshman year as a four eleven little chubby kid you know there's no way i was going to be the popular kid there was no way i was going to you right. know like so but you wanted uh, to be right uh Maybe? yeah of course i, I did. did of course i did you tried yeah didn't work gave out bubble gum to everybody disappointed but i settled into I where great friends though yeah, yeah. I, yeah. listen i settled into where i settled into i didn't necessarily the and, lunch lady and you were the besties right well yeah <laughs> until she died of tuberculosis and then, uh, remember me to your friends. <laughs> well, she slumped over in the lasagna. Yeah, one day. <laughs> in the lasagna? Yeah. Oh, man. Are you okay? They, they cut that part out of it. and uh, Keep eating. And then they served the rest of it. Dude, they Stuff doesn't to, grow on trees. They had to give TB tests to 2,000 students after. Uh, Seriously, your lunch lady yeah. had tuberculosis and she died from it? I don't know what she died of, but she had it. She and, coughed and, into my salad. And they had to test 2,000 students wow. and faculty. Uh, twice. Yeah. Same twice. thing. Our, our, yeah. our school janitor had syphilis, and we all had to get tested. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Hang on. Oh my God. I know. I'm going to go to Sharon. She's a teacher. Hey, Sharon, good morning. Good morning. You guys rock. Oh, thank you. Sharon, what's going on? Okay. As much as I agree with your list, I am going to piggyback off of what Casey said. Okay. We're coming out of a pandemic, which is something none of us have ever done. And I'm telling you, as a teacher... Telling my kids to just be kind, that's it. Yeah. Your that's it. Yeah. Seeing friends for the first time in 18 months, they have no idea what's been going on. They need to be kind. Yes. And I think in education, social-emotional learning is crucial this year. Our district just implemented it, and it is hmm. crucial. Well, Sharon, my neighbor Steve teaches at-risk kids and uh, you know who, who come from environments where they... You know, sadly, they've been locked up in many cases with uh, abusive people and, 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 and bad situations. So that whole thing about creating a welcoming, inviting, friendly atmosphere is, you know, ramped up tenfold with his students. But with all students, I think that's exactly what you need because, uh, you know, it, it's they've we've all never experienced anything like this, as you said. So mm-hmm. it's going to be a critical part of this year. Yeah. So kids be kinder than the adults are being. Yeah. I agree with that, and kudos to my district for doing what they're doing. I have to say, Gloucester City has really nailed it this year. So, Excellent. well, good. All right, well, good luck in uh, in restarting the year, Sharon. I hope everything goes well. Happy for you. Pizza Fridays. <laughs> Thank you. All right, we'll see you. Wasn't Friday was always the pizza day in my school. Yeah, in my right. school, in, in grade school, it yeah. was. And by the time we got to high school, I don't remember. You could always get it. Right? Wasn't it always an option? I, I don't remember. I just know I hated it when they had pizza rolls. I told you guys about that. Because it incinerated your mouth. Um, and they just didn't taste good. But by the time I got to high school, we could leave. And I did that a lot. I would go to right. McDonald's. Or <sighs> there was a Dairy Queen brazier nearby. Oh, nice. They, they actually made hot food. They had good burgers. John they Brazier. Good burgers. Yeah, they do, yeah. This is ice cream and this is John Brazier. Yeah. yeah. I missed the cheesesteaks at uh, O'Hara. 
They um, are they good. Uh, yeah, all right. So the 1993 version of me <laughs> thought they were delicious. Okay. I don't know what the 2021 version of me thinks it is. I thought you were talking about the price there for a second. No, like, they charge no. 20 bucks for a cheesesteak. But they didn't. Here's the deal, Steve. They didn't chop the cheesesteaks up. I don't like I that. Mean, yeah. So. But I didn't mind it. No. Uh, and, and so, and basically, they just put cheese in the middle and just kind of like a roll the steak around the cheese. When we got French fries, yeah, that was the greatest thing that ever happened. We had, uh, the, you know, the classic cup of fries, and that was that's all. That's all we needed to know. That's what allowed me to complete my education. Hey, you know what I've noticed? Silence from the only person that was part of the popular crew. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, yeah. I'm not wow. really. I'm. I'm really not. Why are we talking? Because you know we're such losers. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I, I think. Um, well, you were hanging out with the teachers. <laughs> no, I think you got. It, it's like you're looking too much into it. Like, right? like the, to not tell your child you can do whatever you want. Like to me, that's of course you can. Uh, yes, I know you can't fly that kind of stuff. But <laughs> I think you're looking too much into it. Like just let well, them. Preston be them. said he thought he was. He, he realized was he, was, he put the disclaimer on it that he was nitpicking. And I know you guys think I was like some popular queen and all that. I fell somewhere between popular and slightly nerd. Not nerdy. Um, Let's not forget you had to work your way out of the barrio when you were younger. No, but I had to work really hard in high school, like at school, at at uh, sports, at whatever I did. Like nothing really came to me. Either. Easy, so um, I get part of what you're, you're saying. You're a good student, right? But I think that you, I think any your kids, they should just be who they are. Who, yes. who cares if you're popular? That is, I agree. That is it so doesn't important. matter, and that's yeah. something that you should tell and, them. And, Whether they're part of the popular crew or not, if you have good friends that you like hanging out with and that you connect with, that's all that matters. Agreed. Great. Yeah. Agreed. Didn't the band make you jump when you were in high school? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're right, Kathy, and, and people are going that's to... That's the thing. I wasn't the skinny little cheerleader. I wasn't... Yeah. The, you know you what were mean? the like, high, big-breasted cheerleader. Yeah. I worked at whatever I yeah. got. I had to work for it. Yeah. Homecoming 95. <laughs> we all came up. I was a man. Like, <laughs> I a man, and then I became a woman. I wanted to be a woman. Okay. Leave me alone. Uh, <laughs> You're going to be who you are, and people are going to try to put their labels on you as well. And and I've said this to my kids. You know, listen, you you can't you can't fight that, right? So people are going to try to. So uh, I know I knew. Well, no, I know a, a group of popular girls right. that I I knew them, and they were nice people. But then there was another crew in that class who I guess maybe there was. A little bit of jealousy, and they started to like label these girls as the bitches. And it was like, well, hang on a second, you're actually the bitches, and the popular girls are the nice ones. Do you know what I mean? Well, that's a standard. That's a standard dynamic. Yeah. I mean, that, that 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 is as old as 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 mankind. You know, I think, the, I, the, the 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 need to break off into subgroups to castigate other groups. I think things, the dynamics might be a little bit different nowadays. To be honest, I mean, it yeah. isn't that there there aren't you know. Uh, uh, groups of, of friends and, and maybe they, uh, uh, you know, there's online, uh, there's social media battles and stuff mm. like that, but I, I think that it's a little bit different than it was when we, back in the yeah. day, when we were in high school. Listen, you're never going to eliminate bullying entirely, but I do right. think it's gotten better over the last few years, and, and you know, when my son watches movies from the 80s and 90s and there's classic mm. bullying scenes in those movies, he see, he thinks they're hilarious because it's completely fictional. That type of okay. stuff doesn't happen in, in his school at all anymore. Um, uh, but, but talking about popularity, real quick, uh, I know I agree with you, Kathy. You shouldn't think about those things. But when you're in high school, I did. And uh, I also still feel pettiness towards some of the uh, this one dude in particular who was a really popular kid who was a total jerk to me. And now in life, that guy is fat and uh, not very successful in life. And the petty part of me is like, good. 
I, 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 you reap what you sow. Yeah, I, I, this dude was was an a hole in high school, and and now he's a loser. And that, I shouldn't feel petty about it, but I can't help it. Yeah, I, I mean, but see, like there was a girl that picked on me too, and I don't know anything about her, and I don't care to. Okay, well, good for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like you're why, better than I. Why would I ever? Why would I let that still affect me right, today? Right. Nick, don't let somebody else affect <laughs> your mood for the yes, day. Yes, I agree with you. Mom has spoken. Yeah. Now, <laughs> hang on. Take your lunch and get on the bus. Let me go to Zach. <laughs> Hi, Zach. You're on the air. Good morning. Morning. Morning, it. Morning, it. What's up, man? Hey, uh, so you guys were talking earlier about, like, you know, words of advice that you should or shouldn't say to your kids in the morning. My dad hit it pretty hard in the head. Uh, I'd say it's pretty much perfect for me. Uh, so one of the phrases that you guys brought up, which triggered the memory for me, was that you can do anything you put your mind to. Right. Which, for majority of the reasons of, you know, doing so and trying and being attentive, yes, you are correct. You can do most of the things that you put your mind to. But the thing is, is that my dad evolved with that phrase as I grew up, and he started to put in other words of wisdom, like, all right, so you're not so good at this. So you need to be more self-aware of what it is that your strengths and your weaknesses are. No, that's very valid, yeah. Uh, I mean, right. you know, um, what you can put more, what you have to put more attention to, because you are aware that you are weaker in doing something of that action or thought process, and you don't have to put so much in the other stuff because you already know what you're doing with it. So then it becomes second nature; it comes more naturally to you. You, so you, you got to pick yourself up as you grow up and balance yourself. You know, exactly. What, what, uh, one of the main things is, is also pragmatic and practical and realistic encouragement. Mm. I always right. had my my father, <clears throat> though I'm sure he didn't quite have a beat on what I exactly wanted to do. I knew from a young age. I mean, he, when I was. I wanted to be doing anything entertainment. I wanted to be doing movies, television, radio. Radio was actually the lowest on the totem pole and eventually became the thing that I loved the most. But he, my, my, So if I wasn't sure where I was going, you know, my dad certainly didn't, but he always got what I wanted and encouraged it along the way. So he never said, hey, you know, uh, you're going to win an Oscar by the time you're 11. <laughs> but they right. always kept it within the realm of, you know, again, yeah. with hard work and all that. So I think when kids see that... Uh, you know, parents uh, or anybody who they look up to in their lives, uh, and I don't have kids, but it worked for me, uh, that little bit of encouragement made such a difference. I mean, it made a huge difference for me. I'm probably one of the most successful people that I know, and I don't have a lot to show for it, but inside my mind, from what I've achieved, I know that I've done what very few people have been capable of even doing, out of including anybody that from my high school of graduation and such. It's uh, good. It's what, good can, to hear that Can way. I ask what you've done? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I'm getting to that. Uh, oh. So what I've done was I've actually been a professional gamer in multiple series uh, for 2006 to about 2008, maybe a little into 2009. I was sponsored by Marinella Motorsports, a Ferrari for Forza 4 mm. ah. um, in World Championship Series. Uh, I was a part of a Call of Duty uh, squad called Wes. I was World Elite Stealth Squad and preliminary tournaments for Call of Duty before Xbox took a global. And uh, I've actually been a goaltender for 18 years and had tryouts to be a part of the Phantoms from when I was 3 to 21 I played. So, mm-hmm. like, I've done a lot of things. Okay. That, and you turned um, gaming into a career. That's crazy, dude. Awesome. Yeah, 
and my dad still supports this to this day because I'll go and play World of Tanks. I'll go and play um, iRacing. I'll go play Forza for fun. I'll go play Grand Tourism Sport. And but you have the support. That's what matters. Yep. Right. It's, All right. It's the support, and I still do it. So, But that little support right there in acknowledging what's going on through the evolution of a kid as they're growing up makes a huge difference because right. if you're paying attention and they are, then things can blossom in the right direction. No, we got it. Yeah, Thank you, Zach. That's, that's I appreciate really good. it. It's a, in, a, in a nutshell, he said you can put anything your mind to but know your limitations along the way right. as well and know what your strengths and weaknesses are. And don't are. hesitate to give up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, here's a piece of advice. This guy texted and he said, the best advice my dad gave me was to never light a joint or crack a beer at a red light. <laughs> okay. well, that's solid. It is that's, solid advice. Yeah. That's handy yeah, advice. Yeah. Yeah, the listeners should run with that. <laughs> but how, what about a stop sign? What uh, about that guy that's smoking in the parking lot right now that called yesterday? <laughs> um, a couple other pieces of, of advice from this uh, list was uh, uh, magic happens outside of your comfort zone. These are things to uh, to That's mention. Merlin to used to say. Yeah, what the so, hell does that mean? Uh, that means if, if sometimes you do something you're not comfortable with and not by that. Yes. Think outside the box. Think, yeah, yeah. You you may try try something. Yeah. Go for it. You might like it. Yeah. Try it. You might like it, yeah. Mikey. Yeah. Look at Mikey now. Um, he and was a sniper in Vietnam. This, uh, two more. It says, uh, I can't wait to hear about your day is a nice thing to say. Right. Even if you don't mean it. As you're dropping them off. Right. I can't wait to hear about your day. And then, of course, the last one is be yourself. So these are, these are nice things that might be... Um, have the best day at school. Mommy's going to drink in the car. <laughs> in the car? Yeah. Wow. Okay, uh, we'll be napping in car line. We got to take a break, but I, uh, one last call because Frank's been on hold for a long time and kind of reinvented himself and wanted to tell right. his story. Hey, Frank, good morning. Good morning, guys. Gazooks. Gazooks, what's up, buddy? Oh, I was that kid who reinvented himself um, for good and for bad. You know, coming out of middle school, I was a straight-A student, uh, voted best all around, huge dork. Um, read That's everything dork. I could find. Huge dork. Yeah. And, um, but I was tired of getting picked on. I was tired of being the fat kid with the glasses that nobody seemed to like. I only had a couple of friends, you know, so, and I didn't see them outside of school, really. Uh, I grew up in Atlantic City. So what did so you do? To, what did you do to turn things around? So my, the summer leading into freshman year, um, I got rid of the glasses and got contacts. I started walking and eventually riding my bike and running for exercise. I lost a fair amount of weight. And I walked into high school very a very different person, appearance-wise. Uh, and I started meeting people that were not people that I knew from junior high. And, right. like, yeah, I got in with what might be considered the wrong crowd, and I did not do well in high school. But a lot of those experiences helped me find myself. Um, and now, like, now here I am, you know, a long time later, I'm a teacher and I'm helping kids. There you go. Good for um, you. you. You had to tap into your inner cartel member and then you, then you got clear and be, but now you're, now you are passing on what you learned in your life to kids. It's got to make you feel good. It really does. It's really rewarding. And I, I started out with at-risk youth and an alternative school because I ended up in an alternative school at the end of my high school oh, wow. years. Okay. And um, so I started out working with the kids that I ended up being and just trying to show them that, you know, there's, a, there's more opportunity than you realize. You just got to 
You just right. got to tough it out. No, that's right. so important. So nice work, point. Frank. Thanks for sharing the story. So he was able to uh, to kind of change his right. persona. I was curious if, if people did that and had success and were happy with it. So, all right, interesting, but school begins uh, for a lot of people this week. So yes. a little bit of advice for you there. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a second. We're going live on Fox. Good day this morning when we return. Stay right there. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Can you believe football is back? This Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Interacme swoop in and win sweepstakes, and you could win up to ten thousand dollars cash or twenty twenty two Eagle season tickets. All you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at Acme swoopinandwin.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official super market of the Philadelphia Eagles and MMR's Preston and Steve show. Back with more of the Preston and Steve show podcast. Hey, how about we give away a pair of screening passes for Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, which is tonight, by the way. And it will be at the UA King of Prussia at 7 p.m. Uh, doesn't get in theaters until Friday. Uh, so if you'd like to go tonight, we'll take the uh, the 10th caller. And we'll nice. And we'll a pair of tickets to join us for the screening, 215-263-WMMR. That is the number. Uh, go ahead and give us a call right now. And don't forget, there is an MMRBQ ticket raid while we're talking about winning stuff. Uh, that's going to be Friday, uh, 7 to 9 p.m. at Live Casino. Get set. We're going live on Fox Good Day. Let's do this thing. All right, President Steve, uh, strap in. Um, here we go. <clears throat> a man in the state of Michigan sued his parents for throwing out his vintage porn mm. collection. He said he had 1,600 DVDs, 400 videotapes, and who knows how many magazines. His parents, they say, listen, son, we did you a favor. This was an obsession. The judge, though sided with the man, the, the son. Yeah. The, and the judge says, this collection was probably worth $30,000. And then they also, the parents had to pay the the, the lawyer's fee, which is about $15,000. What say you? <laughs> we talked about this, right, Preston? Yeah, 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 we did. I, Mike, I actually... I have some Uh-oh. vintage porn. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't think you can show that <laughs> on the show. I don't know. You know, oh I'll take gosh. a peek at it before I actually whip it out. But this is from... <laughs> and there's a young Mike uh, Mike in there. He's a go by the name Mike Danger. So uh, yeah. I keep really it. To... I keep it. It's... Well, it was in here. Oh, maybe somebody <laughs> uh, sold it or threw it away? Oh, my God. It was thrown away, Preston. No, it's inside the zipper here. Okay. Hang on a second. So, you need to uh, sue somebody. Uh, well, you know what? I can't... You're... Oh, yeah. Here it is. Okay. Let me see if I can... If anything is... Yeah, oh no, God. there's a nipple in there, so I can't uh, answer that. Oh But this is, this is an old penthouse uh, desk calendar from 1977. And that's precious to you, right? Your, your grandfather gave you to, that to you on his deathbed, right? I, I held oh, on sweet. to it. I think I stole it from my uncle. 
uh, actually, and I've held on to it as a little keepsake of something that was important to me when I was a young man. Thirty thirty thousand dollar collection, though. That's that's pretty. That's pretty extensive. Mm-hmm. Sixteen hundred DVDs. Yeah, yeah. So, Chris, do you carry with that with you always, like yes. every day, all the time? Yes, uh, I keep it in wow. my briefcase as I know it'll be safe there. And okay. I carry a rosary. Uh, Preston carries that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and in case right. I happen to be staying somewhere that doesn't have any Wi-Fi, then I've got, oh, uh, yes. you know. Yes. Okay. Just thinking ahead. That's what you call a bug out kit, right? That's exactly it. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, hey, it was important to me. Absolutely. You, you know? don't know where you're going. What if you're, uh, you, you look, he brings a sat phone and pornography. I used to have like... <laughs> We oh and and uh, I mean, you remember we <laughs> absolutely and, all uh, those, so magazines. those classic magazines. Would, would I would I put them at thirty thousand dollars though? Thirty thousand. I mean, that's, them, that's, uh, that's an ex- that's an astonishing collection. Some, some of them are collector's items. I yes. assume. So yeah, you know. yeah. I'd like to talk to the guy. See what it's you know his favorite is. I, I think it's I think <laughs> it was it was wrong for his parents to throw it out. It was his material. He owned it and right. uh, and they threw it away and they're they're bucking up now. So I, yeah. I'm I'm all for that. Way to go, Judge. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably wondering how much his is worth. Yeah, right. <laughs> much. The judge was the one that bought it, actually. It's so sentimental. <laughs> no, exactly. Here comes the judge, <laughs> uh, literally. Yeah. By the way, we want to say congratulations. Oh. Uh, on oh, the being whole thing. Yes, there's applause for you. Thank you. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. That's thank very you. nice. Yeah, yes. National Radio Hall of Fame. And I I, I want to thank my porn collection for <laughs> <laughs> getting you there. Getting me this in, far. In, in times where you were distraught. Yes. When you accept the award. <laughs> Give we me will. a couple of other, other names of people in the Radio Hall of Fame. Uh, well, there's there's a lot like Paul Harvey and wow. uh, even even like uh, Jack Benny and Bob Hope, Jack Buck, Bob Hope, uh, Howard Stern is yes. in there. Casey, um, Kasem. Casey Kasem. Um, wow, yeah, this it's, is, it's, this it's is huge. It's legit. We were, luminaries. We were shocked. Pretty blown away. Yeah, yeah. we are. We we should not be in well, there, but we are. And that's yeah. awesome. Well deserved. Thank that's you. for sure. Congratulations. Thank you very <laughs> much. Paul Harvey used to say. No. Good day. Good day. Good day. <laughs> it's 8 o'clock. All right, we'll see you guys. <laughs> All right. Um, we should probably do the Bizarre File. Yeah. So let's go ahead. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. All right, I got some stories, and they are brought to you this morning by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. You can download the DraftKings app and use the code ROCK. To get in on the action. We'll start with a story out of Louisiana. Uh, An elderly man was apparently attacked by an alligator during Hurricane Ida and hasn't been seen since. Uh, The sheriff's office said that 71-year-old was in his shed when his wife told them that she heard a commotion. Uh, Their home is near Lake Pontchartrain, and the shed reportedly had several feet of water inside from Ida's storm surge. Uh, the shed is underneath the house, which is raised and surrounded by a marsh and wildlife refuge. Deputy said the woman saw her husband being attacked by the gator and pulled him onto stairs before going to call for help. But high waters and Ida knocking out cell service forced her to take a boat to seek assistance. When she got back, he was not there. This reminds me of a movie that came out about two years ago, Preston, called Crawl. It's the same scenario. Yep. Where the, the town floods... And so the alligators are coming in, and they're coming into the homes. No kidding. And the woman is trapped in her own basement wow. because an alligator's gotten in there. But Whoa. they create these nightmare scenarios. 
that here's a perfect example. It does happen. Uh, deputies did see blood at the scene. They searched about six hours in knee-deep water with boats and high-water uh, vehicles, but they could not find him. Oh, my God. Uh, the investigation is ongoing, but no foul play is, is um, uh, assumed. Police have issued an arrest warrant for an Ohio man accused of assaulting an MSNBC reporter who was covering Hurricane Ida in Gulfport, Mississippi during a citywide curfew. So this guy had uh, pre-existing stuff out on him, and he decided the best way to stay Mm low-key was to approach an anchor during a live broadcast. Yeah, national television. Yeah. Uh, MSNBC and NBC correspondent Shaquille Brewster was accosted on air during Monday's coverage by a man who pulled up by the beach in a white truck and ran toward the crew, shouting... The Gulfport Police Department issued a statement Wednesday identifying the suspect as Benjamin Eugene Daigley of Worcester, Ohio. Arrest warrants were issued charging him with simple assault, disturbance of the peace, and violation of an emergency curfew. Now, now Daigley may also have violated his probation Uh, by traveling to the area. He's on probation for a previous charge in Ohio. Gulfport police believe that Daigley is no longer on the Mississippi Gulf Coast and is traveling in a white 2016 Ford F-150. Police asked anyone with information about his whereabouts to contact their local law enforcement. Uh, Brewster had kept his composure and continued reporting while the man was harassing the camera crew. However, moments later, the man was seen running up to Brewster and shouting aggressively in his face what sounded like, Report it accurately! (laughs) Okay. So this guy drove from Ohio to get in this guy's face. Comes screaming up on the beach. The report jumps accurate, out, like runs up to him. <laughs> well, this is why he's wanted. What an idiot! Because he's a lunatic. All right, a man in Georgia apparently called the Monroe County Sheriff's Department recently after he found a set of quote butt cheek prints on the truck of one of his vehicles. No. He explained to the responding officer that he and his wife had been having, quote, issues, and he'd been living in the guest house when he arrived home and saw the butt prints. What's with these butt prints? He also said a smoke detector was missing from the guest house, a Mm. door was unlocked, and that someone had been accessing his computers and phones remotely. Nothing not good. Nothing came of the investigation, however, but he's really concerned about mm-hmm. those butt prints. Can they lift butt prints? It's a good question. Are, Do you are dust butt, for butt prints, prints? Yeah. unique uh, right. to us as human beings? I wonder. Mm. A disgruntled customer at a Dairy Queen in British Columbia uh, took out his frustration over being told to wear a mask by pissing in front of the staff at the counter. It's kind of a cool move. The incident was captured on camera and appears to show the man urinating on the counter. Very well, I shall now piss. Uh, following an altercation with restaurant employees. In the video, the man can be heard arguing with staff and refusing to wear a mask before he unzips his pants. And staff can be heard shrieking as the man begins to relieve himself on the counter. Uh, the video was recorded by a customer. Police have not made an arrest in the case. But Please, are sir, not in front of the ice cream. Asking anyone with video of the incident to share it with investigators. <sighs> a doctor in Connecticut charged with disturbing fra- or distributing fraudulent opioid prescriptions now also faces obstruction of justice wraps for attempting attempting to hire a hitman to kill a witness to set uh, who was set to testify against him. Ah, uh, this is not a good doctor. Yeah, Anatoly. Brailovsky, a 50-year-old doctor from Wallingford, Connecticut, has been arrested a few days after his attempt to hire a hitman from a biker gang. Uh, the Hells Angels went awry. Uh, Brailovsky was busted after he contacted an FBI informant who he thought was the brother of the president of the Hells Angels. 
implying that he needed a witness that was set to incriminate him, de- uh, incriminate him dead, and saying this guy's got to go. Hell's Angels, may I help you? <laughs> Yellow. <laughs> Yellow. You got the Hell's Angels here. How may I help you? I'll transfer you to our hitman division. Uh. <laughs> Hello. You say you need a witness killed. Uh, the unnamed informant uh, later alerted the FBI, who then had an undercover agent pose as an assassin to meet up with him to clarify his intentions on the matter. Uh, Brelovsky's meeting with the undercover agent was tense, with him constantly asking about how he knew the informant and bemoaning about his situation. He said, so I'm just, you know, I'm in an effed up place. It, it's hard for me to trust anybody, he said to the undercover agent. Here I am just trying to, to prescribe uh, opioids to uh, to people. This is one of these doctors who makes his money on the side, and you hear about them just over-medicating people. Uh, so in his talk with the informant, uh, Brailovsky expressed anxiety at spending time in jail and said that the five days he spent there before a pretrial were the worst days of his life. Just... He revealed his intent to not spend the rest of his life in jail. Horrible. In uh, contracting a hired hitman to dispose of a witness in the fraud scheme, so see wow. that's the problem. Which each person you add to your plot, yeah, it's going to backfire. Oh yeah, and there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. Don't forget a little bit later on, uh, comedian Cameron Esposito will be joining us. We'll be back in a moment. The Preston and Steve Small Business Love You, Help You line. Hi, this is Brian from the Traveling Bar Company. Provide a unique experience featuring a beautiful wooden bar, ornate copper ceiling, and inviting interior lights. Our Traveling Bar is the perfect addition to any event. We have painstakingly transformed this vintage 1962 horse trailer into a distinctive and fully functioning bar with an additional rear deck that your guests will be sure to remember. Please check out our website at travelingbarco.com. For additional information and pictures, please mention Preston and Steve. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Next message. So I haven't been, uh, been able to hear the Preston and Steve show for a very long time because I moved up to Lancaster County. Today, of all mornings, I get to hear the Bizarre Files for the first time in like two years. And I just want to give a shout out to a wonderful group of people that helped me settle it here when I moved. Uh, Lancaster's Furniture to Go. You guys rock. Anybody in Delaware County, if you're in this, these parts, definitely check them out. They got great prices, and they're a wonderful group of people that really care about their customers. Thank you so much, team. It's been real. Thanks, Preston and Steve. The Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonandSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less. By the way, uh, Casey has brought something for show and tell this morning. He did. He did. And we were intrigued by this. Actually, you know what? I would love to do uh, show and tell with you guys sometime. We just bring we something. Do show and tell. Let's do it next week. It was so much fun in grade school. Yeah, it was. yeah. Um, we should. Yeah, some interesting object, and I... and you bring it in and you tell the story. Do you want to know how much school has changed? One day for oh. show and tell in elementary school, I brought in a Civil War sword. Oh I'll God. tell you two things I brought. <laughs> I brought in. I've told this story yeah, on the yeah. air before. I brought in a bayonet. Yeah. <laughs> one time, and then I brought in an old incendiary bomb from the Vietnam era. Really? <laughs> I bought it at a an army surplus, surplus store. And they were selling incendiary... Steve, wow. it was orange. It was about two and a half feet long. Jesus. Uh, it had a firing, you know, uh, a, a mechanism oh you would take it off that would make it live. Obviously, it was, you know... <laughs> right. It was deactivated. Sure. Anything, but I took a bomb 
to school. Yeah, remember, to show it to them. They have given. They've expelled kids for chewing a sh- gun shape into cheese. <laughs> yes, right. Right. you were bringing in a bomb, and I was bringing in a sword. Yeah. Ra- rather than than look at it and say, "Wow, things have really gotten you know lame now," I look back and go, "How freaking stupid were we back then?" Yeah, you know I what know, I mean? I know. Uh, yeah. It wasn't show and tell, but we had to do commercials when I was in sixth grade. Live commercials in front of the class, and uh, this group of kids did commercials for Doritos. But they brought in to, to you know set the scene beer and and cracked open beers. They didn't drink the beer, but dude, I mean, full on, you know, cracked the beer, poured it into a cup. It's a different time. I I don't know what I would bring. Think about it. And if if we can, we can all get something together. I mean, I could definitely get something. Let's do something for show and tell next week. I think it could be fun. All right, so Casey, you have to do. You have to do it for show and tell. What do you have? Okay, so I have this thing. I don't know what it is. Okay, I don't know what it is. We were on the conference call last night, and I was about to throw this thing away. And I've been about to throw this thing away like mm, four times already. Right. And I don't, but Kathy, I don't know what it is. And I'm afraid that there's going to come a time in my life. And do you have the thing? I do. Not too distant future that I'm going to need this thing. But I don't know what it is. It showed up in my drive one day, driveway one day, and it's this. Okay. Okay. So uh, me, for anybody me. listening right now, if you go to our Instagram page, there is a video of me showing this thing. So, and if you don't have time to go to the Instagram page, yeah. it will describe it. Yeah, it's about uh, three inches tall. It looks in the shape of a bullet. It's black plastic. It's got some molding to it. And it looks like you can maybe unscrew it. Now, no, in- no, hang on. That's what I wanted to show you. Uh, there are these things in yeah. the middle. Like, right. I don't know what that is. All right. Inside of it, essentially, are these little, they're bristles and they're Can made of metal. Okay. May I ask how heavy it is? Um, it's not that heavy. Okay. Uh, it's, it's, it's got a little bit of weight to it because these bristles. So these bristles are really rigid. They kind of like if you've ever seen like a grill cleaner, yeah, okay? Yeah, yeah. Like so that? it kind of looks like that, but it's they're more rigid than that. Do we believe, or does it appear to be that those bristles Sunscrews? are to yeah. keep? If you were to stick it on something, it, those bristles would aid in affixing it to whatever you stuck it on. Maybe, maybe I thought at first maybe it was, the, it was supposed to be the top of a um, uh, of an umbrella or something like that. But then last night, as I was getting ready to throw it away, I realized <laughs> that this comes apart right. and it's got this thingy pressed okay. if you can describe that. That okay. almost looks like the, the, the wick of like a citronella candle. Yeah, exactly. It does. It looks like a wick, but this is also metal. This is that. Oh, is uh, it? Yeah, this is, um, um, uh, it's, it's almost like steel wool, but much, much more rigid than that. Um, so this looks like some kind of cleaning device or something, Casey. From the other side, it looks like a really painful uh, flashlight. Yes, because it would would carve your junk up like nobody's business. Uh, So you guys don't know what this is either. I've never seen it. I have no idea. So our phone lines are lighting up like crazy. All of them have, uh, have, I think we might, I think we might know what this is uh, with the first caller calling in. I don't Um, even know what that is. I I do, (laughs) and you will once he explains it. Okay. All right. So let me go to, uh, let me go to Rich, see if he knows. Hey, uh, Rich, good morning. Good morning, boys. How are you doing this morning? Good, Rich. So did you did you see the video? I did. I had my we're driving. I had my wife look it up real quick. I knew exactly what it was the second you pulled it up. All right. What what is it? So it's a uh, battery post and terminal cleaner for your uh, car battery. Your car battery. That makes sense. Okay. That makes complete sense. Yes. Yeah, okay. So the the part with the bristles, like the whole part, you put over the top and you use it to twist, and it cleans all the uh, yep. Like, Battery so it, acid and rust and stuff off of it, and then use the other part to clean out the center of the terminal. Okay, so where you would connect a jumper, if, if you were to remove that connection onto that battery post, 
um, you could use this to clean that off because sometimes there's some corrosion on there. Right. Yep. Okay. Uh, excellent. Thank yes. you, Rich. We uh, Mystery solved. Yes, that was amazing. easy. We'll send yes. it to you, Rich. We appreciate <laughs> yes, it. You won it. Yeah, you won no it. problem. Thanks uh, for getting that right. Take care. Um, right. Casey, uh, uh, why? Where? I don't know. Where I don't know. You, where did you find it? It was in my driveway. So it's not even yours. It's- Right? Yeah. I guess not. Yeah, is there some good. sort of good Samaritan who delivers these things to the people of the neighborhood? The battery terminal ferry? <laughs> it's the battery guy. Yeah. Yeah. Johnny like, battery terminal seat. This is, like, the, not only is it, like, it's not even yours. I, I it would can't have, be mine. No, but I, I would have immediately thrown it out. Like, if it was something in my garage and I was like, well, at one point... This was purchased, and and we need this. So I could see that, but it, it was in your driveway. Like, it was in my driveway, so I didn't. Casey's know. fear is like at a, at like midnight, Kathy. He gets a call. Do you have it? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's left in your driveway. Do you have it? To be honest with you, Kathy, I I was worried that it was like part of my lawnmower that I, I didn't know, yeah, I or know it was part about. of my snowblower, or this black SUV <laughs> right. pulls up with the lights <laughs> in, out front. Come out of your house. Yes. <laughs> Is it safe? How um, close were you to actually throwing it away? Like, had your hand reached over? Last there? night, <laughs> while I was on the phone, oh. you know, like, uh, I, dude, careful, man. Well, yeah. don't uh, put your finger in there. <laughs> while we were, we're men. We do this stuff. While we were on the phone last night, I actually had it at the top of the trash bag, <laughs> and, it, and it jostled a little bit, and it I hadn't jostled it yet, and I was like, hang on a second, this thing unscrews. Uh-huh. And that's when I said to you guys, because we were about to finish the, the conference yes. call last yeah. night. We were about to hang up, and I go, guys, I have this thing. You know, that I, I don't know what it is, and I was about to throw it away. I'm like, I, I bet you that's a couple of bucks at, like, a Pet Boys or something. Yeah, but I was like, you know, I don't know if there's a topic here or not, and, you know, who knows? Maybe You should, maybe, yeah. <laughs> you should start collecting them now, Casey. Yeah, oh, that's going to be my thing. My, my and then got case, cases like in the symbols. supermarket. Yeah. Hey, how are you? Yeah. Do we, I know you? Yeah, you know me. <laughs> we, uh, we posted this the on, thing. In, on Instagram. Have the thing. <laughs> Uh, we posted this on Instagram four minutes ago, and uh, everybody that's commentating has figured out what it is. Okay. So Casey's, okay. sit, Casey's sitting in a restaurant, and he notices that everyone's looking at him. <laughs> if you work in the automotive industry or if you're in a in a uh, in a garage, you might that might be a common item. That's how around. did that end up in my driveway? Then I would endeavor to say <laughs> you probably have very clean terminals at home. Maybe it's like uh, you know, in the Middle East where throwing a shoe at someone right. is a uh, is, right. is an insult and right. someone is sending a message to you. Casey. Or like they're they put the battery terminal cleaners at you. In Israel they put uh, stones on uh, graves. graves. Yeah. Maybe this is a tribute yeah. to you. It might be. Or Maybe you're the Oscar Schindler of your neighborhood. It's an honor. <laughs> this is a warning. It's either an honor or a warning. Yeah, you're, you're bad. Nothing in between those buddy. two things. Wow. <laughs> um, well, uh, I saw this story. I don't know if you guys caught this or not. And I wanted to see if there was any uh, resolution to this, but there was a tweet um, out of, uh, oh, man, I forgot which uh, police uh, department it was. But at uh, Bustleton Pike and Street Road Mm -hmm. um, uh, at a Wawa, uh, a police officer just found a random coffin that was sitting out. (laughs) I saw this. This is very weird. Incredibly weird. And I didn't know if anybody ever claimed it or if the police ever found out. Uh, who left it there, or... I just heard the tease. Okay. There's, no, there's no more to the story, Preston? There was nothing inside the coffin? It was an officer, Lower was, Southampton Police. Uh, Steve, Steve Keeley tweeted it. Okay. okay, the coffin was filled with terminal cleaners. One <laughs> white coffin with brass handles and piping. 
Uh, so, and then they give a number for the Lower Southampton Police. If the Lower Southampton Police could call us and give an, an update on that. <laughs> at a Wawa. That would be really cool. Hey. And it was found at a Wawa. Uh, Marissa, they believe do you have it something? fell off of a truck. Oh, okay. It sort of fell off a truck. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. The delivery driver got all the way to North Philly before he realized it was gone. Okay. All right. So it's And look, been... it's full of stereo equipment. <laughs> you know, I didn't know the term fell off a truck, and right. I was asking somebody where they got uh, a particular tool or set of tools, and they're like, oh, it fell off a truck. And I was like, "Oh no way!" I'm like, "That's cra- that's that's because it was a it was like a chop saw. It was right, a really yeah, nice yeah. miter chop saw." I was like, "That's amazing!" And it didn't get scratched or anything. <laughs> that fell off a truck. Yeah, it fell off a truck, you moron! And it didn't break or anything. Uh huh. I think it fell off a truck. I think in that same town, it says seven years ago, officers discovered that a body had fallen out of the back of the uh, coroner's vehicle, landing in traffic. Uh, no damage occurred to the body in the case, and they were just transferring. Well, transporting now they have the a body. coffin. Yeah. Okay. I hope they kept it on ice. Uh, I wonder if, if people thought maybe, God, they're starting their Halloween thing really early. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? This is a good setup. Right. A full coffin. Yeah, we're t- looking at a picture of it, Preston. I wonder how damaged it was. Man, those things are expensive. They're incredibly... What do, what do they run? Like a couple of... Like four or five oh, grand, right? Like uh, I was watching something recently. I don't remember what it was. Doesn't matter. And the uh, the guy got died, right? And then they put him in a really fancy coffin. He got then, died? He got died. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And then they put him in a really fancy coffin. And then he got cremated. Uh, in the fancy coffin. Why would you? Why would you get? Why would you do that? I had heard. I remember years ago. I was a kid reading that they would burn in the coffin as well. What the hell? On occasion, which is kind of weird. No, because you, you, you it's get like the a cardboard ashes. box. Well, yeah. then you get the ashes, and and all that you know, coffin is mixed in. So there. this guy that got there's died. coffin in yeah. my relative. <laughs> there's coffin in my co- in my court. My uncle. I yeah. think there was a viewing. In, in the fancy coffin, and then they put the fancy coffin and the dude in wow. the crematorium. There Ooh. are nice coffins. Yes, expensive nice coffins. Yeah. What's yeah. the point? I, I, what do you think? Uh, does Target carry them? or No, but like, I um, mean, listen, I, guess I, when, I when I see a nice one, I'm like, oh, they, they spent the they money. Spent they spent a little extra. They got a nice Doesn't coffin. The notion of cremating a coffin like that, I, in fact, yeah. I, I think there, there are chemicals and things that are released smoke-wise that oh, you geez. have to be leery of. It's always been my understanding that there is a special sort of uh, incinerating box that you put them in, and that's yeah, the whole purpose. That's of, what I thought. But for Steve, cremation. Um, all right, so you, you made a joke about uh, uh, Target, but doesn't like Costco or BJ's or uh, um, what's the other one? Sam's Club. Don't they sell coffins? I think so. Huh. I think I remember that from uh, from a while back. Okay. So my, there was there was a time when my sister's friends, uh, a group of them, worked at a cemetery. Um, and they were like, uh, they were the grave diggers. They did the maintenance work. They They, they dug the holes. They did that stuff. Um, but they they also they also chipped in and helped out with burning the bodies too, which was hey you want to burn some bodies, which was pretty <laughs> weird, man. Yeah, uh, and I remember you know uh, I remember I was there. We stopped by to buy some weed one time, and um, <laughs> at the crematorium, at the crematorium, okay. here smoke this, and uh, right, <laughs> I'll be with you in two seconds. This person's sort of fat, and well, listen, yeah. they, I remember them saying, "Dude, she's been she's been burning in there all day long." Like <laughs> like they they had a hard time burning this one lady. Oh what was God. it a bar- barbecue? <laughs> It, well, it, you have to get it up to a certain temperature, right? Yes. Like, you're not going to be able to, like, burn uh, a body in and your bone. backyard. In your backyard. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, it definitely has to go. And I learned that through... Um, For trial and error? No. <laughs> you learned that no. Uh, no, no, no. Six feet under. Uh, oh, because oh, okay. it's, you know, it's set yeah. at, a, at a funeral home. On right. Costco's website, Case, and they do have coffins, and they're actually pretty nice. Looking. How much? Really? Okay. 1500 uh, No, I'm sorry. Uh, 1200 1200 Yeah. That's not bad. Is, okay, I don't know. I just thought there were more than that. Okay. 
And then, by the way, after they burn you up, I mean, do, do you... <laughs> I know, it's... Why yeah. are we having this conversation? Just because. Um, so, <laughs> do the bones... Do they have to? They have to like grind that stuff up. Uh, so I, I actually have my mother's there ashes. Are chips, there are pieces of yes, bone. Yeah, but then they have to grind it up. I would imagine, right? Right. Well, don't, remember when we did years ago? Why one hundred? When I had to dump the person's ashes in the toilet. Yes. yes. I had to. By the way. Uh, yes, it was a contest. <laughs> it was a contest that we did. All right, let me explain. Just so people don't jump all over you, Kathy. Right, right. We did a contest. We had, I think, we had Eagles tickets or maybe uh, World <laughs> Series tickets. Stuff, yeah. Important stuff. Yeah, and we wanted to see what people would sacrifice, right, to get these tickets. And this guy, and and then you you had to, you had to wager essentially. You had to put yes. these up, yeah. and if you lost, you didn't get the tickets. And we would you just, would lose. We it. would destroy whatever was was sacred to you. <sighs> and we flush this guy's like Some. ants. Ashes yes. down the toilet, and they were like it was definitely ground up. Like it, it, it was de- it so was yes, yes. You will see little little um, chunks, little pieces of bone. My mother's ashes. You can see that as well. Yeah. So it's it's. I mean, you're not talking like a full yeah. you know femur, uh, but your your little little pieces of bone. Yeah. And yeah. by so the way, they got to break them down. I would imagine. Imagine yeah. right. By the way, um, that guy who's. Uh, Loved ones' ashes we flushed. I did confirm that he didn't bring all of them. That was just part oh no no he yeah. brought it. It was like in a pill container, yes. so he knew so it we wasn't... didn't flush the whole. Yes. Loved no one. no no. It was just part. Maybe maybe her, uh, her foot. Yeah. Yeah. Even still, it was the bowling balls that were getting dropped on cars. That, uh, that I don't fun. know if that was the same contest or not. No, that was different. That, that was, was for different. World Series yeah. tickets, I think. But I think the same... we dropped those from a cherry picker onto somebody's car when they got the wrong answer. I think. Both... I... Great. I think that contest, you shredded somebody's old porn. In yeah, it. I still that have it. Yeah, and uh, Mike Mamula helped us do that. Okay. And he so snagged- it, was, it was for an Eagles yeah. prize. Yeah. Mamula Nick snagged I, a couple, too. He did. He took <laughs> something. They were like yeah. vintage Playboy oh, 1960s. Beautiful. And, uh, and we had a wood chip. We chip. threw him in a wood chip. So we also a- inhaled body parts. Yeah, and we- that was here. That yeah. was not. So we that the, the, the Ashes contest was so successful, we did another version <laughs> of it here in the back parking lot, and there was a wood chipper, and... Um, uh, we That's tossed right. ashes into that wood chipper, and um, we big Lebowski it, and yeah. they they just yeah, they was there oh, was gross. remnants that uh, I, and Steve yeah. and I inhaled. So if anybody out there is wondering how in the hell Preston Steve got voted into the Radio Hall of Fame, yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah. Listen, one of, one of my favorite parts of when we dropped the bowling balls on a car, yeah, um, we're looking at old vintage video of this. Um, the uh, one, <sighs> of the, one of the person's car had a um, uh, a, a moonroof, so we dropped the the bowling ball. It goes through the moonroof. Bounced off of their seat and out the passenger side window yes, or yeah. the driver side. <laughs> totally window. cleared it. It was like bang, boom! It was so cool, and we destroyed her car. Oh my god, I felt horrible after that <laughs> yes, one. Oh my so god. did I, because she felt so confident she was going to win. I Two know. Balls. This is a brand new Acura. <laughs> Hang on a second. I'm going to go to. Uh, I have Ted who works at a crematorium. Hi, uh, Ted. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, what's up, guys? You guys rock. Thanks, Hi. man. I appreciate it. So you you heard all this stuff we were talking about, right? Yeah, I'm cracking up in my car, yeah. All right. <laughs> Dispel some of this disinformation or misinformation that we have passed along here. All right. So pretty much... I'll uh, tell you about it. What was that No, go ahead. Yeah, so you guys said, you know, for a you know, body could be in there for like a very long time. Usually it's because, like, the person like over 400 pounds. Like, we usually get people that huge and got to warm the oven up to, like, over 1500 degrees Whoa. just when it gets started yeah wow it takes a minute and also when you're saying like yeah you know what about what's left over the, they're leftover bones so you have to grind them up and right. kind of give you like this sandy ashiness is actually it's kind of like sand so but not like ash, like from cigarettes what, or grain like that 
yeah. What what do you put them in? What do you you actually pull a skeleton out with with you have you have gloves on your hands or what <laughs> yeah. what do you do? So they have like these oven mitts. Uh, it's like it almost looks like a really long push broom, but it's not quite. You know, and an apron that says "Kiss the Chef." They like go to the back and you know pull them forward underneath this fire, and it, and it, the fire pretty much breaks it down. Okay. To the point where it's like you know the bones are kind of crack and break on itself. Right. And, you know, they scoop them all. There's a little retention container that's at the bottom of it, and they pull it right into there. And, and they make sure, you know, they go in with, like, kind of like a broom to get the rest of it all into there, yeah. And then there's a grinder in there? Uh, not in there. They just take it out, cool it off in the fridge in case, you know, they just came out. Yeah. And then they have, like, this whole little machine that just does that job. It's like a big blender, pretty much. It's like a big a blender. Okay. Okay, yeah. so, so it pulverizes that way, like like an industrial mixer. Uh, but so so obviously you're, you're sweeping out all of that excess and then you pulverize it down to a to a more fine powder, right? Exactly. All yeah. right. Are they naked when they go in? Uh, it all depends how you find them. All depends how you find them. Are, are, you, are you just burning random bodies, or just people? Yeah. How, they come, how they come to the morgue? It, yeah. So sometimes yes, like uh, you mentioned the coffin idea. There are specialized coffins where you could just. You know, put it in that because, you know, the lacquer and everything. Yes, that is a word. Well, That's why they don't do it that way. I'm, so you probably have people in suits, have them in hospital gowns, the last thing they wore. Okay. Or sometimes they're in a body bag. I got Okay, you. I wasn't curious. Okay. It, when you said you found them, I'm, I'm not talking about, like, unclaimed bodies. I'm yeah. talking about people who have a very specific, you know, we want this person. Unclaimed bodies. <laughs> <laughs> they can ask me bare, you know. I I, I didn't know, or, or you can request that they're they they do it naked. Uh, I guess I don't know. Um, yeah, you well sometimes you can request it, but uh, like I was saying, um, because like I also pick up, so it's just like you know we go down to morgues and everything, and if they did autopsies, they're gonna they're not gonna be closed. If you know we find them at home, let's say you know person unfortunately passed away in the bathroom, we got to go pick them up, right? And they might be you know. On the toilet. <laughs> like, so, it, wow. it so you you, you yeah, cremate yeah. the toilet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> cremate the toilet. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you, and everyone I'm sure asks this question: Do you know if they ever, when it's empty, pop a pizza in there or something? Oh, oh my god, god. <laughs> Jesus! Funny you ask. A little kid asked me that not too long ago. <laughs> they say you putting grandma in the pizza oven. Wow. <laughs> and the parents Ken, said, yeah. <laughs> if they're naked, you ever seen anybody with really big junk before? All the time, man. All yeah. the time. Yeah, sometimes you just can't help but to look. Right. Okay. And listen, I would peek. I got it. Why not? Right. It'd be part of the job. Thank you, Ted. It'd be no a... problem, man. Thank you. You guys right. see, yeah. see you, man. Appreciate There's a YouTube it. channel called Ask a Mortician, and it's got uh, 1.6 million subscribers on it, and, and she dives into what happens when the body is cremated. It's, She's uh, local, isn't she? I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, but there's a, a part of the video, uh, 20 minutes into the cremation process, the abdominal region jets of liquid may spray out of the body. Ooh. So the, what happens in that oven, what happens in the cremation, um, during cremation is, uh, it's, it's, I mean, no, it's like, it's physics, it's chemistry, it's yes. biology. Hang on a second here. Scott says something uh, that's interesting. Hey, Scott, good morning. Hey, good morning, everybody. How are you? Good, man. What's up, bud? So, unfortunately, I lost my first hero, my father, uh, uh, not too long ago. So, um, but those caskets, dude, $15,000 for a casket. 15000 So that had to be a good casket, you know, because we were looking and most of them were falling in the median range of about five, six grand. So 15000 is an exceptional casket. And not only that, but when you, so when you get cremated, you get the urn, 
but the dude told me that you gotta, you still have to be buried in a casket. All right. So, to our point, is it something that's basically like a balsa wood container? I mean, you're not gonna, you wouldn't incinerate or cremate a fifteen thousand dollar coffin, would you? No, no. You don't incinerate. You don't incinerate the coffin. You incinerate the body. You put it in the in the. Uh, urn. The urn, and then you put it in a casket, and then you bury it. Yeah, wait it's a if, minute. It's if they want to bury the person's yeah, ashes. Exactly. Oh, some people okay. bury them. Some people yeah. don't. And you, and you can't do a smaller size. Uh, yes, you, you can. can. Put it in a cardboard box, like an wait. Amazon box, I guess. But... I, I think, Preston, what you're asking is after if you want to, if because are you saying after the person's been cremated in their urn, you don't have to bury the urn. There are places where you can put them in. Right. Well, but no, yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't yeah. cremate the urn; you cremate the body. No, 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 no. Hold on, you're you're missing the point here, Scott. You oh. said if you if you uh, if you cremate the person, you put their ashes in the urn. If you want to uh. bury the urn in the ground, you have to pull it put it in a full size casket. Yep, that's a, a scam. Full, yeah, full size casket, and then not only the casket, you know the um, uh, what is the the heavy duty boxes so the earth doesn't crush the casket. Yes, yes. Oh you know, yeah, the, um, a, a vault. Cost, yeah. Yeah, it is crazy the stuff they have. They have like they have copper inside of these caskets and the um, those tombs or whatever. Mm. It is like outrageous. It's such a ripoff. And of course, my mom was like, "Well, your dad worked his whole life. She got like a six thousand dollar casket." I'm like, "Are you nuts?" Dad like, would want us to you to, <laughs> to, to enjoy some money. money. No, Dad, um, want, I want you to go to Costco. Like, yeah, I, um, yeah I'm like. And I'm besides, like, I love well, you. think of the logic of this, though, Scott, because. If, if you think about uh, if you think about plots about the right. size yes. where people are buried, it, it would behoove the cemetery to have a smaller it, to have more room to bury people. Smaller options. Also, exactly. you know, it's taking up right. space. It's yeah. ta- I mean, the they dwarf get- cemetery, right? Well, it, it is. It's the biggest scam. I'm like, and that that fifteen thousand dollar casket. They said it's been sitting there for like since they opened up like thirty years ago. That's crazy. No, so all right. It, it's so funeral homes. Right, thank you, Scott. Not, Bye. See you guys. There is Bye-bye. not a BYO sort of element, right? Yeah, so yeah, like you can't you can't, you can't you can't buy a, a coffin off a of Costco, bring it to the funeral home and say this is what Try I this want. Up. I now it depends. Maybe it has to do with local laws and so on, Casey, because I have had stories where there there are people there's a thing to build your own coffin. Um, some people do this. They, they they find comfort in that. They will they will build it on their own or have their family members do it. Amy Grant has a YouTube channel that shows you how to do that. Shut up. <laughs> they they have it. No, it, it can be like a ritual for say you know uh, siblings of a or uh, children of a, of a of a, a, a parent to build the coffin to bury their loved one in. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's supposed to be kind of um, a tribute of sorts. I can understand you know, we, that. We've worked, we put this together to, to put them to eternal rest. This so, issue, though, of the add-on expenses has been explored, and I think in some states they, they've they've made certain um, things that are done uh, criminal okay. because they do they do pad it. Alright, we're gonna go, uh, Justin is is gonna, he, he's funeral director. All right. Hey, Justin, good morning. Good morning, how are you? Good. Justin, have you been on our show before? Yes, I have. Okay, because I know we've talked to funeral directors in the past. And uh, so you were going to comment on the, the last caller? Yes. Well, you know, this is your opportunity. Ask a funeral director. All right. <laughs> Done deal. All right, I got a question for you, Justin. What is the markup on uh, well, caskets? Um, a majority of our caskets are usually about a, a one-time markup. So whatever we purchase it for, most of the time it's either just doubled in price. So, uh, you know. 
most caskets are anywhere range from 600 to about 1200 for a funeral home to purchase depending on quality and material all right so we see on average anywhere around 2500 to 3000 all right justin back up and go to uh, what i wanted to get to first is the caller that just called in you wanted to comment on that what he was saying sure in regards to having to be cremated and buried in a casket yeah that's that's not usually what takes place. After the cremation process, that's what's considered, you know, final disposition that you're able to do whatever you'd like with that urn or those cremains. And 95% of the cemeteries around here allow you to be buried in an urn in a cemetery. Do you think this guy was getting scammed? A little bit. And oh. 15000 for a casket is, uh, that's... I, don't, I don't even, I, I couldn't sell you a $15,000. So we, it's, it seemed expensive to me. So you're mm-hmm. saying the practice of convincing people, because I have my mother's ashes, and they're not even in an urn yet. It's my father's desire that when he passes, that he commingle the ashes and that we, um, and that I, uh, you know, there's a specific spot in the, in the uh, Long Island Sound where they, he wants the ashes dumped. So I'm going to honor that request. But for the most part, if you once the cremation takes place, you get the urn. And, and do people bury the urns? Oh, sure. All the. Yeah. Really? Uh, it's, it's sometimes uh, it's, it's less expensive to bury the urn than it, it would be the casket itself. Because okay. there's uh, many factors in regards to oh, the cost of the opening of a grave and a burial vault that you would need for a casket, whereas an urn. They only have certain type of materials that need to be used, and you can bury the urn in pretty much any cemetery. All right. All right. Um, so we have seen uh, time and time again on Bizarre Files and stuff like that where somebody has requested for the, the viewing that they be uh, propped up in their favorite recliner. Uh, I've seen guys uh, propped up on their motorcycles. What was it? Have you ever seen anything crazy like that? I have not personally seen that, but I know in actually some states and some countries like uh, Puerto Rico, that was a, a big thing that they began to do where, you know, somebody sitting at the kitchen table, right. you know, grandma at the kitchen table, there was a guy that was a boxer, you know, propped up in a boxing ring. It's 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 feasible. That's it, sure. To me, that unless that is the absolute stated request of the deceased or the, you, you know, but that to me seems a little... It's a little it's horrifying. Excessive. Yeah, it's it's gruesome. Yeah, yeah, that, that that it is. Yeah, that's not a that's not what the imagery that you have when you go to a funeral. <laughs> hey, look at this. She looks like <laughs> she's just sitting at the table. Uh, <laughs> but there are a lot. I think there are a lot more details and options and things like that that people aren't even aware of until they find themselves in the position to make these arrangements. The different kinds of vaults and and caskets and oh, all, all that stuff. Have become, the funerals have become so personalized. I mean, you can pretty much acquire and do whatever you'd like there's not really too many rules and regulations on what you can and can't have in regards to caskets and and services so you know they can be ornate or as plain as uh, as you need let me let me ask you justin uh for someone who wants to make sure they're not getting scammed what what should they do to make sure that they're getting uh, treated the proper way what what reference? Um, you know, is there a site or something where they can check up on the validity I mean, of the I can place? just tell you, in this area, you know, uh, and I'm very close with a lot of funeral homes and funeral directors. I right. mean, on average, you can tell just from the pricing if you're getting scammed or not or if they're overcharging for caskets and merchandise. The, the average funeral is probably anywhere from about ten to $15,000, depending on the, the type of merchandise that you choose when it comes to a casket. I know the, the highest one that we offer is... 9500 10000 and that is, 
you know, a solid copper casket, the top of the line. So, I mean, 15000 I probably, I couldn't get you anywhere close to that. Okay. That includes a chocolate fountain, Preston, by the way. Yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah. That's, uh, have that. that's delightful. <laughs> uh, Justin, always great to talk to you. Thanks for calling in, man. You got it. Take care. Have a good day. All right. We'll see you later. All right. All well, right. they, uh, yeah, this all got started because there was a random casket Lying at the Wawa at Bustleton Pike and Street Road yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a police officer stumbled across it from the Lower Southampton Police Department. Uh, and they apparently tracked it down. It had literally fallen off of a truck. That might be part of the new promotion because they have the new burgers. <laughs> oh, burgers you can die for. You can yeah, die for yeah, these. Yeah, yeah. yeah maybe that, I didn't even yeah, yeah. look at the tie-in to that. So, all right, well, listen, those of you on hold, I appreciate it. Thank you. we got to take a break, though, because we have a guest coming up. Uh, Cameron Esposito, who's yes. going to be at Helium Comedy Club this weekend, is going to check in with us. And let's give away some more movie screening passes for tonight. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. We'd love for you to go. We'll take callers 15 and 16. At 215263 WMMR, 7 o'clock, UA King of Prussia, and then it opens on Friday, September 3rd. We'll be back in a moment. 933 WMMR. Streaming on WMMR.com, our mobile app, your smart speaker, and now at radio.com. Um, all right, anyhow, real quick, uh, Kathy, you want to do uh, kind of a zap, right? You yeah. wanted to, okay. I want to say hi to uh, the guys that are listening at the uh, Bureau of Fiscal Services in Northeast Philadelphia. Uh, a good friend of mine, an old friend of mine, uh, is working there. He says all of the guys uh, or the people in his office are listening to the show, so thank you. Uh, and just a quick reminder of who he is, Casey. Remember, I think it was my first ever salsa performance where at the end you added an extra audio clip yes. when I was uh, bowing. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was my partner in that. Oh, video. Okay. all right. Send okay. the zap over to him, please. Okay. Thank you, guys. Well, that was It seemed appropriate at the time. <laughs> we appreciate it. It was very right. James Cameron. Our next guest is going to be in Philadelphia yes. this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. The showtimes are a little bit different. So Helium, Friday, 7.30, Saturday, 7.30 and 10 p.m., and then Sunday, a 7 p.m. show. And if you don't know our next guest, uh, she is a cross between Kaniki and Rizzo, <laughs> from what I've seen in a post that she had. Please welcome Cameron Esposito Yay! to the show this morning. Hey, Cameron, how you doing? I'm so proud of myself. I can't believe I'm awake. I like feel I've never felt so proud of myself in my life. All right, so you're you're I'm checking real. in from the West Coast, so it's it's six oh eight a.m. there right now. Yeah, and I I get that this is normal for y'all. Like I understand that you live a life where this is where the sun rises and yeah. you're already at work. Yes. But for me, this is a true achievement, and I I couldn't be more thrilled wow. by what I've already been able to. We feel off today. honored to be <laughs> a part of it. Rolling. In. Well, it is quite an achievement. Year, years ago, I I did stand up um, myself, and and I would be getting home at the time I now wake up. So I completely understand the the. Yeah, it's that's weird. The vibe. Yeah. That's the- <laughs> <laughs> but you you look great. I mean, there's there's energy involved and there's a smile, and that makes a difference. So, yeah, I mean, thank you for saying I look great. I sort of have done nothing because I'm hoping I can return to bed and act as if this was a dream. Yeah. That's my goal. <laughs> hey. Did that even happen? Uh, yeah, Cameron, you have you have cool hair, man. I, yeah. I dig. I've I've looked at pictures of you and the different uh, you know kind of things that you do with this. It is you cool. got this really cool wavy hair that you can. Does that take a lot of product or does it just do that? Oh no! Don't be confused. This is not. Nobody has hair that actually looks like this. Okay. It's so much effort, so much product. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a true. Uh, I feel like I've hit my 
my goal, you know? I mean, I don't, there's so many things in life that I feel like I'm still on my way. But in terms of hair, I feel like I'm there. So you, Do you know what I'm saying? Your hair game was, was achieved early. Yeah, at least that's off your plate now. You've, you've mastered hair. Exactly. I can go on to other things. I'm just like, thank God, whatever. I also wanted to tell you, I have learned so, you know, I was waiting just for like two minutes before you brought me on. And I feel like I learned so many things from you all in this broadcast. Like, for instance, tornadic activity. Yes. I did not know that's how you say perhaps a tornado is coming. Mm -hmm. And I feel like. I'm going to use that for the rest of my life. <laughs> well, we, we live, and I don't know if it's the same out there. I assume it is across uh, across the country. Uh, at a certain point, weather became the news. Uh, I mean, it, it drives right. every newscast. So th- there's they're always looking for new ways to describe. Now, I used to say tornado, but all the all the hip kids are saying tornadic. And uh, it, became, it became a weird thing. But uh, are you, I assume, well, if you're on the East Coast, you're in L.A.? I mean, West yeah, Coast. I'm in LA. West Coast. We have so, no tornadic activity, but I am from the Midwest. We had a lot of tornadic activity. Ah, as, oh, as am I. I'm from Missouri. So, yeah, tornadoes, springtime, standard thing. Yeah, Chicago, hide under your desk. That was one of the main things I learned in school. Mm-hmm. Was <laughs> right. that when there's a tornado coming, this desk will protect you. you you've got to hide. I wanted to ask you because I was reading some interviews with you, and so you, you wrote uh, your book, Save Yourself which is uh, an autobiography sort of, correct? Yes. Uh, to me, and this is something... Yeah, this is something that amazes us because, you know, anytime Press and I were just asked to write little blurbs about the show and just doing that becomes arduous. You know, what do you, what do you include? What do you not include? I think if you're presented with something like that, I don't care how good, how accomplished a writer you are, that's in a way has to suck to coalesce all that stuff into a book. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I'll also say, I'm, you know, stand-up is my first job, and it's always going to be, like, my co- the core of what I do. And writing a book, that happens alone in a room. Right. Like, stand-up is you get immediate feedback. People are there. You feel like you're part of it. I don't know how anybody writes a book. It's impossible. Just That's just one thing I will say. Right. As, also, as a second aside, um, yeah, my book is called Save Yourself, and it just happened to be released um, week one of this global pandemic, yeah, um, which is just an absolutely bonkers title that any book that's mostly <laughs> right. about being a queer person, yeah, like <laughs> it's, it's called Save Yourself. It's released. It has not. There were no. There's no helpful information there about a pandemic. <laughs> but it was. Do you, do you, is it your belief that the book was purchased by some who thought they were going to learn how to set up a you know a home generator or something? I mean, if it was, they didn't look at the cover because it's just me holding a microphone. Like, I don't know what people thought. But actually, you know, I remember week one of the pandemic. Yeah. I was doing stuff like that. I started sleeping with a hatchet under my bed. You remember. We were all, we didn't know what we were supposed to do. <laughs> but that, that confluence of events is actually, we, we, Bert Kreisch is a friend of the show. And his Netflix yeah. special basically dropped the week that everything went into hyper lockdown. I'm like, yep. Listen, it's the cl- the classic uh, blessing and a curse sort of thing. So, how how have you fared? Because you 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 do so many things, uh, and and you know uh, a lot of proverbial irons in the fire. But how have you fared throughout all this? I mean, live performance really went away yeah. for most of it for me. Like this is my I've only I've been to New York. I was in New York last week, and then Philadelphia is the second place I've gone to do stand up. So live performance wasn't it. But I've been doing other things. I just. 
I just shot a movie in Atlanta, which was a wild experience because the set was like fully locked down, a zillion COVID protocols, like everybody's getting tested, people wearing face masks, uh, face shield on top of masks. But the city of Atlanta is behaving very differently. So, it was <laughs> so like, how many? On how, set, everybody's. How many tests were you getting? I mean, were you getting like tests every morning? Yeah, you get t- you got tested every other morning, you know, okay. and vaccinated. You, you know, people had to be. It was like a. It was just a very different situation. Then the whole city of Atlanta is like, we don't even know that. Anything's <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, Cameron, I, I've been on a few uh, flights recently, and um, you know, people that are still wary of traveling. I don't think that the travel portion of it is at all challenging or difficult. Everybody on the plane was really cool. Everybody in the airport was wearing masks. People were respecting the rules of what you needed to do to get places. It's once you get outside the airport that the issues start to arise. And, and did you experience that in Atlanta itself? Yeah, I mean, I think it's you know all one thing that has been so wild about the last year and a half is like, at the end of the day, it's just like me making decisions for medically what is safe and you making decisions for medically what, like, I'm not a doctor. I shouldn't, but this is too much power. So like, yeah, the the airline's like, yeah, you wear a mask. Then you get outside of that and it's like, you're on your own, dog. (laughs) You've done the research. Like, how, how how are you feeling? And I just, I don't think that's, look, like I'm good at so many things, but one of them is not epidemiology. That shouldn't. That's too much power. You're not a world-renowned virologist. No, I don't think I should be running my own government inside my house. You know what I mean? Like, this well, is not. Did you did you fall prey to all that early stuff? And I mean, we'll, we'll get off the the, the COVID chat, but it, it it cracks me up because I was talking to my wife yesterday. There was a brief period where everything we brought into the house received a deep Swedish massage with, uh, you know, Purell. <laughs> Like, it's, it's like, it's crazy. Oh, I mean, it's so stress. Yeah, absolutely. My wife is immunocompromised. Right. And so one thing about me is I have never been chill one day in my life. <laughs> I'm like the most intense person in the world, as is everybody who does stand-up comedy, by right. the way. If you can get really serious about joking around, something is really wrong with you. Like, that's, <laughs> it's not, right. Other people are there to laugh. That's a good we point. to not laugh. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, something is off. So she had, she like actually got COVID early in the very early, like March, April times of 2020. And I'm just going to tell you that like, yeah, absolutely no level of chill. I was just walking down the street. There was an avoidable hole. Like this is where I was at in terms of stress levels. There was a hole in the middle of the street. So avoidable. All you could see, so visible. And I fell into no. that hole. Like, just like, that's where I was, at. I was just, my mind was on, like, keeping us all safe, keeping the family together. I fell into the hole, down, like, to hands and knees, like, fell below the line of sight. There were people around, but it was very early. We didn't want to touch each other. Everybody right. was like, we have no way to help you. I, I, please, like, please, like, like, good luck to you. I mean, I, so there was yeah, just just like like a shock of hair sticking out of a hole, and, and exactly. yeah. I, did, I did a thing I've only exactly. Did I you did hurt yourself? I've only ever seen? Oh yeah, of course I did. I like twisted my ankle. Oh. I mean, come on, I'm in my late thirties. Uh, yeah. You hurt yourself when you fall in a hole when you're in your late thirties. So the, yeah, but that that makes sense. You, everyone was preoccupied, and it, it, it is. But you you exactly. do the the great thing about what you're talking about is being serious about about comedy is that. You know that that's that's a release valve at a certain point. You know to just be able to do that. So, uh, but and by the way, it's almost like now it's nostalgic to say, oh yeah, I got I got COVID classic. 
You know, the... the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the original formula. <laughs> the original. Oh, you, you think this it's like new Coke. It's just not the same. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I, I had, was doing the research on you. I was looking at... Uh, you'd done a series for BuzzFeed, and I actually checked out a couple of them, Ask a, Ask a Lesbian, which I thought was a brilliant idea mm-hmm. about just um, because... We always did like we have. We actually have a, 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 a appears to be a fairly large, you know, gay listenership, and we and it's 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 wonderful the interactions, and uh, uh, but um, you know that that to me and the way you approached it was such a, such a cool way to do it. What was that? Just came out of the blue, or did they ask you to do that? Oh yeah, I mean, this series also happened. I think we forget how quickly the internet has evolved. Like. I my neighbor worked at BuzzFeed when BuzzFeed had like four employees and was like, "Hey, do you want to do a you want to do something with us? You want to shoot some videos?" And this is also at the time like nobody's shooting videos yet. It's like, "Yeah, I guess we could just do that ourselves." Like in a pre-TikTok world when you're when your elementary school teacher didn't have like millions of followers. Right. Um, <laughs> well, that, I, so it was a while ago, but they look they look they're well done. Oh, they're beautiful. Yeah. And also we I pitched them this idea like yeah, let's have people write in with questions and we'll do like sort of a satirical but helpful series. Like some of the questions are answered and some of them are like so stupid that I shouldn't have to answer that more right. and no one should. And uh, what, what's, what's, we got like millions of questions. <laughs> what, what's the most sheepish but but innocently honest question you've gotten concerning, uh, you know, that uh, the, the topic? And because sometimes I think people are sort of like... I. You know, we we had a whole topic on the show one time about about things that kids believe about female anatomy. You know, and then they don't. You know, so oh my God. Yeah, so so was there anything that comes to mind of what you were asked uh, or any from that series that stood out to you? Sure, I mean, I don't know how I don't know which things I can talk about on this radio program. <laughs> I kind of backed you into a corner there. I'm sorry about that. But I mean, I really, I think the biggest thing that. I did get asked about in that series, but that I've also been asked about in every awful situation is like the mechanics of how somebody would be sexually intimate. Like that's not an appropriate question for like a bagel store (laughs) or for like a flight when you're sitting next to somebody. It's actually, I would even say it's never an appropriate question (laughs) to ask a stranger. I mean, part of what I hope we discuss t- t- today on this show is how you guys have sex. Like, I'd love to really ask you, we've just met for the first time. Sure. Like, what are the mechanics? It's a, and, like, There's a lot of regret it. and a lot of, uh, <laughs> yeah, at least it's over quickly. A lot of apologizing yeah. and uh, if, <laughs> if only, but it is, it is funny how uh, this, it becomes a thing. And so, and so, you know, it's. I, I just thought the concept was so was so was so great to have it, uh, you know, presented that way. So, and then you did. We were talking about the show also, uh, or did we mention Take My Wife, which was on for uh, two seasons? Where was that available? Yeah, so it used to be on a streaming service that NBC Universal had called CISO, but now it's on Stars. Okay. Um, and yeah, so that was a, that was a TV show that was about my life and. Um, it, it was a scripted reality show, basically. Was it that? Oh, it was a, it was a scripted. It was like a sitcom. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, it did really well. It was a critical darling. Also, all of this stuff feels like forever ago. It's not that long ago, but it feels like dinosaur era stuff because of what's <laughs> happened in the last yeah. 18 months. It does. It's so hard to it come does. on radio and be like, oh, yeah, I've done things. It's like, no, man, like we've been fighting for survival. <laughs> like, I don't know. 
I don't know if every guest is because I mean, I'm not sure if this is a spoiler, but yeah. are you allowed to talk about who you have on the show tomorrow? I just heard it because I was yeah on. Are you out? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, I don't even know who we're on. Who are we having? Yeah, who are we having? <laughs> Charles, Charles Barkley. Please, Cameron. Charles. No. Oh. Oh, no, no, no. He's he's stopping by our sister station. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, so tune into them tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow uh, no, afternoon. I'm going to yeah, steal yeah. Charles. Just I have his number. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to text him, and I'm going to steal him. I, we have to get him on tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. He's, on, he's coming by in the afternoon. So oh, I don't God know damn it. <laughs> All right. Hey, can I ask you about your, because um, I, I, I'm on your Twitter feed, and uh, so yesterday was your, your gotcha day for your puppy. So uh, did you get uh, your puppy yesterday, or was yesterday the anniversary of you getting your puppy? A year ago yesterday. So, okay. you know, we're all getting pandemic dogs, and <laughs> I got my dog, Ruby. And she's like a real rescue. Like, she is from – she was living in a piece of Tupperware in the desert. Oh, she's wow. She's not like an Instagram rescue. Um, and I will say, in the past year, I got this sweet dog. She weighs seven pounds. She's the nicest dog in the world. She has been through <laughs> – she's had pink eye twice. Oh, wow. She's had a skin infection. She had a parasite that she couldn't stop – Reinfecting herself because she was wanting to really eat um, her own poop. Oh, and also that, that, that came out. Tit- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she also had a titanium plate put on her leg. Oh my! Because God. she was t- attacked at the dog park. Oh. She has had. She's been stung by a bee three times. <laughs> what? And she had surgery to remove a feather that was stuck in her nose. This dog. <gasps> what the hell? Had. The full experience, like, I don't know. I'm friends with Abby Wambach. Yes. Who's like, you know, Olympic soccer star. Abby has had the same leg surgery that my seven-pound dog has had oh to put this titanium plate in her leg. Cameron, has this dog asked to be returned to the desert? Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, just, I thought I was doing some good thing. I'm like, I'm a hero. I'm rescuing this dog. She's like, just wait, Mom. Like, honestly, more to come. Like, things are... I mean, I didn't even know they have dog orthopedic surgeons. But they do. You, wow. you, oh, they have our our dog Chelsea. We take her to physical therapy. We had her going to acupuncture. What you will do for your pet, you know this, right? You would, you will. There's nothing you will not do for your pet, and and uh, you're trying to make a quality of life thing. But you brought up a point that is so. Every pet owner, at least a lot of pet owners, at one point or another, will see their dog eat crap and you're like oh no that thing licks my what face are you up to there's so many other options right. yes. <laughs> we give you options yes. i hear you are you're spending like like you know this incredible money on this uh, this is enriched with grain and and free range yeah, yeah, chicken right. and I'll exactly. just have the poop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, also i mean i got to say i got to say y'all like so this dog orthopedic surgeon, he comes out. He is the handsomest. I mean, Grey's Anatomy, wow. like salt and pepper hair. He's like 6'4". His body, <laughs> impeccable. Like, he clearly is working on himself. He's the most beautiful, the surgeon that you've seen in every television show. Right. But also, his scrubs are covered in dog hair. <laughs> because at the end of the day, <laughs> he is a dog orthopedic surgeon. Yeah. He's like... He's like He's like, oh, she made it through. I mean, it's every conversation you've seen with the family. Right. How how somebody decides that that's their specialty. Like, I don't know. 
I do not know. And yeah. also, how much money does he make? They, so much money. Well, you know, they yeah. make a lot. They make. Yep. A, that's why we. I, I, I'll, I'll take this opportunity now to, to advise people: if you if you have pets, get you can get pet insurance, and you know, to cover some of the. Yes, the, you can. The cost. Of, you, do you have it? Because it, it's a lifesaver. Thank yeah. God, I do. Yeah. I like got it on a whim, like, and then it's true, like. I mean that pet insurance. I'm sure they think I am a scam. Yeah. Like I like cause it can't you're be. right. <laughs> feather in the nose, real. That's real. There's a feather in the nose. Feather in the nose. <laughs> oh, so they're gonna send the guy in the van to see if your dog is actually walking around totally fine. It's like when they do those those scams and the guys are you know going out. They're stealing from the insurance company and the guy who's supposed to has a broken back is on the roof putting up shingles and stuff. Right. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Do you know that your city originated a new pride flag that most that most places in the world now use? It's no. In Philadelphia. No, it's what the is Philly it? Proud pride flag. So it's um it's the rainbow flag that you're yes. that, you know, that you're thinking of, but then it has black and brown stripes mm-hmm. um, to include people of color, to include BIPOC folks, to include black folks, and to include brown folks. Okay. And then it also has then so from that so the Philly pride flag has racial inclusivity in it and that then folks added to that like a little triangle that's also the trans flag which is light blue light pink and white okay and that is that only that exists because of the philly pride flag which has those additional stripes. how about that so hmm. y'all amber hikes is her name she used to work in your mayor's office and she created the philly pride flag a few years ago uh-huh. and it was global news when it was debuted because it flew um at city hall in philadelphia and y'all like changed the pride flag. It's the first time it had ever been changed. Well, have, oh, you, that's cool. have you been here, Cameron? Have you ever have you ever been to the uh, to? Because uh, is this your first time, or have you been here before? Yeah, no, I've played I've played uh, Philly a bunch of times. I usually am at what is the name of the theater that's like right near Chinatown? Oh, that's the Trocadero. I played the Trocadero. I've also played uh, the World. World Cafe. World Cafe. World, yeah, that's yep, it. World yep. Cafe. So usually I've been like in theater settings. Um, this is my first time playing a club. Oh, you're gonna love it though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Helium is a is a uh, is a wonderful club, and everyone who comes to you know loves it. And by the way, we should probably mention your your uh, you have um, three shows. What is it? Four shows. Yeah, Friday, shows. Saturday, Sunday. Uh, there's four shows. Uh, Friday seven thirty, Saturday seven thirty, and ten, and then Sunday a seven p.m. show. But you can get tickets at heliumcomedy.com. By the way. Um, so yeah, it's going to be awesome. Do you have, uh, do you have friends here, uh, since you've been here a number of times, anybody going to hang out with while you're in town? You know what? My wife's, this is so wild, but my wife has some friends in Philly and then she has other friends in New York that are meeting up uh-huh. and she's going to come with me. And so she's going to see her buddies for the first time in like two years because That's of the awesome. pandemic. It's very cool. And they're all coming to my show. Yeah. You get to take your so dog I'm with really you? excited about that. Say it again. Do you get to take your dog oh, with dog? you? Yeah. No, she's... <laughs> heard about her. No, no. She'll die. It's not specific to Philadelphia. You don't want to be one of those. Anywhere that is in my house. One of those stories about the airline that kills the dog. (laughs) It's like, no, you don't want to do that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, It's like my mom. We're not taking her anywhere, man. (laughs) I love your city. I think Philadelphia is awesome. It's it's beautiful. Um, It's beautiful city. I love how walkable it is. I mean, yes. I love I love Philly. I love it every time I come. And back. you're you're getting here past the tropical uh, remnants of uh, Ida, and yeah. you're going to have a really. Well, I was wonder- going to ask. Can you give me the weather report for Friday? It's going to be beautiful. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be gorgeous. It's going to be beautiful. Sunny and seventy five. So you you'll have great weather oh. through the weekend. So perfect oh. timing. Excellent. 
right, well, listen, Cameron, thank you for coming on this morning, and we hope you have a great time while you are in Philadelphia. And like I said, tickets available at uh, HealingComedy.com, and hopefully our paths will cross yes. again someday, okay? In person. Yeah, I like y'all very much. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Hurts. Anytime. Cameron yeah. Esposito. Yeah. Take care. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. Oh, my God. She's awesome. I love it. Absolutely love it. Nice. Um, are we... Should we take a break, or... Uh, no, yeah, we got to take a break. We got to take a break. All right, mm-hmm. never mind then. Then we will. Here's what I will do. Well, uh, I will give away some more passes for the movie screening tonight. Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. You a king of Prussia, and we'll take caller number uh, nine at two one five two six three WMMR, and we will give you the tickets to that show. So give us a call right now. When we come back, some bizarre file stories await you. So stay with us. It's the annual tradition that launches a thousand debates over the alphabet. 93.3 WMMR's Back to School A to Z. We dig deep and we mean into the massive MMR music library and play just about everything we've got in something resembling alphabetical order. It starts with Preston and Steve this Thursday at 6 a.m. and goes until it ends. MMR's Back to School A to Z. From Springfield, Mitsubishi. Two locations, Philly and Reading. And the station that's tardy as usual. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Um, I want to do something nice for Casey. Oh, uh, why? Uh, just because you were kind of, you know... A little funky after that uh, that last conversation, but anyway. <laughs> Which she was uh, fine with, by no, the way. No, 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 it's was she? Good. I don't know. It's all good. Hey, okay. something special just for you. Bring it in, please. Stop Bring it, it. in. What's, Ladies it a, and gentlemen. Is it a puppy? Turn around. <gasps> Wetzel's pretzel. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just put a dip in. I just put my tobacco in. Oh, oh my God. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, Wetzel's pretzels for Casey, who just put dip in. Yeah, you could have skipped that yeah. part. Uh, <laughs> Like you know me, Kathy. You know me. Yeah. We got a letter here from President Steve Show. I have not oh. seen this yet. Marissa told me this arrived. I didn't order these for you or anything no, like that. It was brought by. But uh, Kathy did. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Kathy. Okay. It's a really, it's long, it's long. We'll read this off air. I'll check it out. But it's from uh, Simi and Mike Wetzel's Pretzels Fashion District. Um, they wanted to congratulate us on being in the National Radio Hall of Fame. Uh-huh. Fans of the show. And um, I'll read through the rest of this a little bit later on because right now I want a pretzel. Did okay. you see yeah, the yeah, PS yeah. at the bottom? All no. we ask is that you never insult a lesbian comedian. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, hang on a second. Ooh, um, almond crunch. I want you guys just to go original. I d- Salted I guys- and non-salted bits. Um, okay, well, these are, the bits are just small versions of these. Yeah. So. Do they have cinnamon? They do. So they this do. is plain. Oh, okay. So they don't have any of the, just the regs. So I think that so. the, it says bits, B-I-T-Z. So oh, I like bits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh. I know. Are they soft? Really? really? They're soft yeah. bits. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Are they all wetsily? Mm. They're still warm, <laughs> first of all. Pass it down. <laughs> all right. Those are just the regs. I just need you guys. Now they just, wait, wait. Are those unsalted? The, uh, I don't know yes. what the hell he handed us. They Give them the salt. Oh, they're unsalted? Okay. Yes, they're salt or the hell. I'll take the unsalted. I prefer them unsalted. Uh, here, pass that to the hell you doing? Oh, your headphones. Ooh, pizza bites. You want salt? What? Yeah. All right, yeah, pizza yeah. bites. He's pepperoni on them and cheese. Interesting. All right, before you do anything, look just at, like, ravenous. Well, pepperoni, cheese. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Which ones you got, Kath? Uh, Nick, you can't have any. Come on. <laughs> you guys need to talk because we're eating over here. This is actually very well, good. so are we. They, <laughs> no, you're not. They do use um, a, a little a little bit of butter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But a little bit, not a lot like other companies. Not like that slut Andy. <laughs> 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 By the way, she declined to come yeah. on the show. Well, it's because I... I didn't know she was still alive. So, what, what do you do with people you don't know you're, are still alive? You, you call did, them a I want to focus on right Wetzel's there. pretzels. You okay, sent yeah. us all this yeah. stuff, by the way. So, thank yeah. you very much. That's fantastic. These are outstanding. I'm having the one with pepperoni on it, <laughs> which I think is an excellent compliment. These are excellent. I have to say, Casey, you're the you, uh, And so, is the is the bits their their most um, sold iteration? See, there's cinnamon bits here, right, right here, Preston. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you should go for those. Now, I, Almond Crunch? What Mark, the F what? are you talking about? <laughs> um, what, what's in this bag? This is just dips. dips. Oh, there's dip? Yeah, dips. Oh, dip. I like a good dip. Are you saying so there's dips, dips, dips for your bits? Caramel. Dips for your bits? That's like a, uh, probably a sweet cream cheese. Which one's this one? Ooh. Cinnamon? Yeah. Jalapeno cheese. Wow. I like the almond. Steve, did you try the cinnamon? I have one right here. Okay. Mm. He, he didn't get to it yet. No. Oh, that's Good. your dessert? Give him a minute. Okay. Normally, I wouldn't sit here and just, I was starving, man. I wanted something. So, you know, well, that you, helps. Well, you're eating in honor of Chet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you, Chet. <laughs> Chet at Steven Singer Jewelers. Nick, you weren't in here for that, were you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Chet works at Steven Singer. Yeah. You're supposed to call and ask for Chet. <laughs> we'll play the audio back for you. It's hard to explain how that ended up being the the, uh, the call to action. But... It, said, it said call, chat, text, or, or Zoom, and I said call Chet. And ask him to chat. And ask him to chat or Zoom. Uh, thank you, Wetzel's Pretzels. Yes! We have to do the bizarre file. Uh, we got yes. You want to add something? <laughs> no, oh, go ahead. No, he... All right. Now I'm gonna have my cinnamon pretzel here. Have, have a bite. I'll, I'll do the sponsor right now. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's bizarre, bizarre file. Wow, that's good. Brought to you by Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve show. Like a dumbass, I took a bite right before I did that. Well, hang on a second. Well, I thought. While you chew, I thought that uh, Wetzel's Pretzels was just a silly name because Wetzel rhymes with pretzel. Mm-hmm. The founder's name actually was Rick Wetzel. Mm. Oh, wow. How about that? I knew a guy named John Wetzel in Did high you? school. Yeah, Did he know any, any Dick. Oh. Oh. So, so screw that guy. Yeah, screw that guy. Hopefully you're not, not replacing him. There's Rick, a newer, better Wetzel in town. Yeah, Rick yeah. Wetzel. All right, here we go. We're going to start with this. There's good news and bad news in northern Minnesota as fire crews battle the Greenwood fire. The good news is rain and humidity have helped firefighters keep the blaze at a little more than 40 square miles for several days in a row. It remains at 14% contained. The bad news is that an outpouring of public support has unintended consequences. According to the information officer, Larry Bickle, he said, we're getting swamped with donations and we've had bears coming into the camps, and they can actually open up some of the doors. Oh, wow. Donations, including perishable food, have taken the crew's storage space. Some donations have had to be stored out in the open on pallets, attracting unwanted attention from bears, officials said. The crews have already seen two instances of bear damage. Wait, give me your credit card here. Give it uh, to me, all right? Oh, you're going to jimmy the lockup? <laughs> <laughs> to help logistics staff yeah, focus hey, give me your credit card. on the uh, fight against the uh, fire, forest officials have asked the public to uh, direct donations to places that can handle them, like volunteer fire departments. It's it's a nightmare, you know, all this stuff happening. Yeah. And then bears coming inside. Add that onto it. Uh, when a naked man was spotted Sunday running through Lowe's Home Improvement, witnesses called police. 
Kelvin Lamont Cooper III was arrested Sunday and charged with indecent exposure. When officers arrived, they reported finding the man outside, standing outside at a flower display wearing only a towel to cover himself. And he told officers he thought he was being followed by people who were threatening to kill him. Uh. The man told police he was hiding behind a post when he heard his his pants begin to beep and thought someone had planted a bomb in his clothes. Yeah, man, it's real. So he removed all his clothing. Yo, bomb in the pants gag. When employees saw the naked man, they gave him a towel to cover himself. Police asked the man to dress, but he said that he would not because he was afraid that his clothes would explode. Would you put on clothes you were afraid were going to explode? No, I wouldn't. Uh, Officers had to take him to the hospital for medical clearance before he was booked into the county jail. All right, with the help of a couple of men in Canada... A moose is now moving freely in the bush. Okay. Why don't you forget the moose for a moment? Never gets old. Last Wednesday, a friend had to call prospectors Maurice Valerie and Pat Graba to come out to the bush where a male moose had become stuck in the mud. I will come out to your bush. Uh, before attempting... Before attempting... <laughs> Why don't you forget the moose for a moment? Before attempting the rescue, the men had tried contacting the Ministry of Natural Resources and Forestry, but no one responded. Valerie said it was about three or four miles uh, from my home, so I thought it it wouldn't be much of a job to go over there and try and get him out. Canadian Moose Service. He added that if he and his friend hadn't helped the moose, it would have perished. Uh, He was buried all the way up to his head. He was fighting and fighting and fighting just to keep his head out of the mud. Valerie said that the moose had, if the moose had been female, they likely would not have been able to help because the two men had to attach uh, straps around the animal's antlers ah, uh, to be able to pull it out, out successfully. I <laughs> uh, said I was hoping to try and go around his stomach and try to get him out, but it was in too deep, and there was no way I could have jumped in there, so the only option I had was to go around his horns. Uh, they used the strength uh, from an Argo ATV to pull the heavy animal out of the mud using the straps. When the moose was finally pulled out of the mud, Valerie said that it was lying on its side to try to catch his breath, but then suddenly got up and quickly ran off. That's great. He said he scared me, so I ran away, and he was stuck with one of the straps. Go on, bro. You did me a solid. (laughs) Hang there from his antlers. He's Uh, grateful. (laughs) He believed the hole was uh, once uh, a ditch along an old concession road, which had become over had been uh, covered in mud. So, yeah, cover that ditch. Yeah. Because they, they, I am si- simultaneously, you know that they kill people and they'll stomp them to death, but they're just yeah. magnificent Oh, they are magnificent. Creatures. But magnificent. I do wish animals had a little bit of gratitude when they have been saved. I, I've seen it a time and time again. <laughs> I saw this They cougar. should really be respectful. They really should, yeah. Kathy. Thank so you. So selfish sometimes. <laughs> All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file. We need to take a break. We will come back in a moment and we'll uh, test you with the lesson question. We'll get to trash, music news as well. Stay put. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. 93.3 WMMR presents Money Clips. Wow, we have a lot of clips. Your shot at stuffing 500 bucks in your Money Clip seven times a day. Weekdays at 8, 10, and noon, as well as 2, 4, 6, and 8 p.m. We'll play an audio clip from one of your favorite MMR DJs. So true, Jackson. And then give you a keyword. Text it to 45911. Or if you enter it at WMMR.com or our app, you'll also get entered for the grand prize. 10000 bucks. What the f***? See complete rules at WMMR.com. It's MMR's Money Clips from who else? 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your wallet. 
Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Today is Wednesday. It's the first day of September, man. I know. Just kind of mentioned that at the beginning. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, unofficially, unofficially, summer's over as far as my, you know. I, I feel that way, too, though. It's are. the 21st, right? Yeah. Apparently that we go into fall. Yeah, but I always see the when we hit the month of September. Yeah. You know, school back and all that stuff. The Where actual, the hell did it go? I know. Where in the hell did it go? It went quickly, certainly. And it was steamy while it was here, too. Uh, but it's going to be rainy today, and uh, the severe stuff is uh, is going to be coming later on this afternoon. Kathy was saying keep an eye on, if you have uh, kids in school, uh, keep an eye for an alert from them that they might be closing early. Yeah, a couple of schools in Bucks County already announced that they're closing an hour early. Um, I just got a message from our district saying that they're going to make the decision at noon, mm. uh, but they may be closing early. Just opening well. and, and just opened an hour. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, especially but you if know you're what? prone to flooding. Yeah. You know. Well, you're prone to flooding. Yes, there is potential of that as well. But um, the, you know, the first week of school, it gets some getting used to with the buses and the transportation and they're behind as it is. And I think they're worried about flooding and, you know, even more delays and like kids not, you know, sometimes in the snow, like kids not getting home until six, seven o'clock. So I think they just want to get everybody home quickly and safely. That's true. Nice. All right. So the lesson question we're going to go with today is four pack of tickets for the 23rd annual Philadelphia Tattoo and Arts Festival, which is September 10th through the 12th. At the Pennsylvania Convention Center, the question that I have for you today is, Casey's lunch lady had tuberculosis, and when she died, she slumped into what food item? 215-263-WMMR. All right, Casey's lunch lady had tuberculosis, and when she died, she slumped into what food item? 215-263-WMMR. Call if you know the answer. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. You want stories? We got stories. What's going on, Steve? Well, actress Sarah Paulson is being attacked for wearing a fat suit while portraying Linda Tripp in Impeachment, American Crime Story. Critics are saying casting Paulson denied an overweight actor access to the role, as well as the craft services table. Tiger King nemesis Carol Baskin has sold the property once owned by Joe Exotic with the stipulation it can never be used for a zoo. Baskin also stipulated that a big boulder on the property must never never be moved because it's not like there are garbage bags with tiger poop covered bone fragments on their heads. <laughs> oh my God. And finally, Jay Cutler admitted during a recent interview that he's having a hard time since he split from Kristen Cavallari, not dating a lot. The wealthy ex quarterback says there are many nights when he ends up having to settle for just a fivesome. Oh. <laughs> to the phones, we will go to get an answer to this question. Casey's lunch lady had tuberculosis, and when she died, she slumped into what food item? I will go to Charlie and see if he knows the answer. Hey, Charlie, good morning. That would be lasagna. Yeah, we'll go with that. Absolutely. Second at Charlie, we are going to set you up with a four-pack of tickets for the 23rd Annual Philadelphia Tattoo Arts Festival, September 10th through the 12th at the Pennsylvania Convention Center. You can get tickets and information at VillainArts.com. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. What? All right, we're going to start with this, Gene Simmons. Tested positive for COVID. With that news, KISS has been forced to postpone their tour. According to the official announcement, Gene has experienced mild symptoms. Like well, Paul Stanley as well, right? Yep, he tested positive. So where do you positive. think Gene got 
And uh, both the band and crew were quarantining in place while on the road. Right. Uh, Tuesday's official statement read that the band and crew will remain at home and isolate for the next 10 days. They are consulting with their doctors and plan to resume the tour on September 9th in Irvine, California. Uh, Paul had announced on August 25th that he had tested positive. Uh, but has since recovered. He posted on social media, my COVID symptoms were mild compared to many others. And let me tell you, it kicked my ass. Uh, but he said it's over now. Uh, everybody on tour with KISS, excuse me, has been vaccinated. And the band continues to urge people to do the same. Oasis co-founder Tony McCarroll, who played drums on the outfit's debut, Definitely Maybe, an album that announced the Rockers' arrival to the big league is recovering from a heart attack. Oh, my God. Yeah, the 50-year-old Englishman shared the news from his social accounts and paid tribute to the National Health Service, UK's publicly funded health care system. He said, want to let you know, I was admitted to the hospital on Thursday after suffering a heart attack on Wednesday night. I'm not quite out of the woods as yet, uh, but just want to give a massive big up to our NHS. We are more than fortunate to have such a service. He said, thank you. Uh, McCarroll had played a big hand in the rise of the band. That was, without question, Britain's biggest rock act, act of the 90s. He had helped form Oasis with his schoolmates Liam Gallagher, uh, Paul Arthus, uh, Arthurs, and uh, Paul McGeegan uh, uh, before Liam's older brother Noel came on board. Uh, his work can be heard on the early hits uh, Live Forever, Cigarettes and Alcohol, Rock, Alcohol, Rock and Roll Star, and more. As definitely maybe went on to hit number one in the U.K., uh, and is now considered by critics a stone-cold classic. He had a falling out uh, with Noel, and he left the band in April 1995 prior to the sophomore album What's the Story Morning Glory and was replaced by Alan White, who remained there until 2004. Uh, so hopefully he's going to be yes. uh, okay. Yeah. yeah, 50's young. Uh, let's see here. David Lee Roth was offered the opening slot, a Motley Cruise the stadium tour, but he passed on the gig. Nikki Six told the Los Angeles Times that Roth told him... I don't open for the bands that I influenced. Uh, in October of 2019, Roth had said in an interview about Van Halen's influence on other bands, he said, hair bands were the imitations of Van Halen. He said, yeah, it's true. And spandex was what they came up with as something visual. I started off in leather with the same haircut that Bono and Bruce Springsteen and the guys in Metallica had. Van Halen was a 70s band. We started off. In 1972, and our first two albums were in the 70s, we sold our first 10 million records before the 70s were over. We spawned a whole lot of imitators who resorted to gimmickry and trade crap. It's easier to imitate a haircut and a kind of and kind of pants and to exhibit bad behavior. Uh, Dave accepted the gig as the opening act for the February-March 2020 North American leg of the KISS Farewell Tour, uh, but was not on the bill at the rescheduled KISS shows which kicked off last month. That tour, of course, is postponed because of the story I just told you a little while because ago. Because of the COVID, correct? That is correct, yeah. I don't feel quite right. Uh, the stadium tour featuring Mother Crew, Poison, and Joan Jett and the Blackhearts has been pushed to next year due to the ongoing pandemic. And speaking of cancellations and postponements, uh, this weekend's Bonnaroo. Lizzo was set to make history as the festival's first-ever female headliner. Instead, due to heavy rains... From Hurricane Ida flooding the fest Manchester, Tennessee grounds, uh, the 2021 event was canceled yesterday. Oh, yeah. And the weekend's scheduled performers are lamenting the loss on social media. Uh, Lizzo wrote on Instagram, honored to be your first female headliner. Uh, take care of yourselves. Everyone who is in the path of the storm, safety first, she wrote. Run the Jewels, Jason Isbell, Incubus, and more also shared their disappointment on social media. 
Uh, Bonnaroo has not hosted a festival since 2019 uh, with the coronavirus pandemic forcing organizers to pull the plug in 2020 as well. And that's what I have in music news for you. We have a lesson question prize. We need a lesson question caller. So, Kathy, what number is that going to be? 21. All right, let's get the 21st caller, 215-263-WMMR. You need to know the secret text word in order to win. we got a Quiet Place Part 2 we're going to set you up with. If you get it right, we'll get a random texter on top of that, which we'll choose during the commercial break and come back with all of that. We'll be back in a moment. Are you an MMR VIP? Sign up for free at WMMR.com for access to VIP contests, special deals, and to be the first to know about important stuff. It's like having an MMR backstage pass without having to do something nasty to get it. <laughs> it is 1027 with the President Steve Show. Uh, tomorrow morning, you know what, I'm going I'm to mention something in a moment here. I forgot I need to get a winner for the secret text yeah. word. And we were looking for call number 21. We have caller number 21. Caller number 21 is Mike. Hey, Mike. Hey, guys. Gadzooks. Gadzooks to you, sir. What is our secret text word, sir? Whisper. Whisper. That's correct, my man. Mike, you got it right. Hang on a second. You just won yourself a chance. Well, not a chance. You just won yourself a download of A Quiet Place Part 2. And we are going to set you up, my man. And we also are going to set up Will Higgins of Ben Salem because he was our randomly selected uh, texter. And we're going to give him a quiet place part two. So congrats. And we will take care of you. Um, Let's see. I would like to thank our guest today, Cameron Esposito. Uh, Cameron is appearing at Helium Comedy Club on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. You can check the show times and so forth at heliumcomedy.com and get your tickets. She loves Philadelphia. Yes. And uh, it was very cool to talk to. So if you get a chance, you're looking for some comedy this weekend, head out. The weather's going to be good, uh, which is a great thing. Um, also, uh, I guess we need to just do the letter of the day. And Casey's going to handle that. So here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. N, as in, uh, never mind. Okay. And we have one more letter to go. We will give that away. Uh, give the letter out tomorrow and then get the prize away tomorrow, which, by the way, pair of tickets to see Guns N' Roses. They are going to be performing at the Hard Rock Live at Estes Arena inside the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino Atlantic City, Sunday, September 12th. We'll also give you a hotel room for the night. Uh, it's the closest you're going to get to seeing them in a club-sized venue. So tickets for the September 12th show are on sale now, and you can get information at hardrockhotelatlanticcity.com. I'm going to thank, you know what, uh, thank you to Wetzel's Pretzels. Man, yeah. really good. Uh, this morning, uh, the husband Too good. and wife team that sent over that uh, little package were Simi and Mike. And uh, they, you know, I'll read a little bit of what they, they wrote to us. Uh, thank you, Casey, for uh, deciding on Wetzel's Pretzels. During your visit to the Fashion District, our first Wetzel's Pretzels was the exact same experience as Casey's. Mm-hmm. It was like we discovered gold and we knew we had to bring this to Philadelphia and hopefully the surrounding areas. Uh, so this is their first uh, business venture together, they said. Oh, good for them. Um, so they are excited uh, to bring them to you. And um, we thank you guys for sending over all those pretzels. Yeah. Yummy. Nice. Uh, let me thank our sponsors, Preston and Steve Show, brought to you today by Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. Also by Sequoia Outback's end-of-season showroom sale, Route 309 in Hatfield. 
or at decksupplies.com. Tomorrow on this program, uh, comedian Godfrey will be joining us. Uh, uh, Dave Coulier. Will the be Dave the, Coulier. On the program and for the first time in history, we, the President and Steve Show, get to start the Back to School A to Yay! We will have the first song right after our news break, so it'll be around. It'll be like around six twenty or something like that. Nice. We'll get it started, and thus begins uh, the musical avalanche of journey, the MMR uh, archive. So get yourself set for that. And one more thing. I'd like to give away the last pair of passes I have for the screening of Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Wow. Let's take call number 10-215-263-WMMR. It's tonight, 7 o'clock at the UA King of Prussia. It'll be in theaters on Friday, September 3rd. So come and get it. That is it. We are done. Rage on. And have a great day. And we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Hey everybody, it's good to have you on the With cooler weather finally here, it's time to get your home ready for fall. Get a head start on the holiday season by updating your kitchen with Lowe's today. Check out the LG InstaView Smart French Door Refrigerator and Electric Range with Air Fry. Just knock on the door twice to see what's inside without opening. Plus, they have plenty of room for everything you need for game days and holidays. Every day is a great day to shop appliances at Lowe's. Home to any budget, home to any possibility. U.S. only.